Hi, Seisha here. I am so excited that you're joining us to hear the tales of the BFGs on D4. Now let's get to it. Hey everybody, and welcome to D4, where I, Dustin, and I, Devin, Cody M, a fifth edition game of Dungeons and Dragons. Yay! On Divulging Disclosures and a Devil's Declaration, the party made it into Daggerford, where they found themselves finding shelter at the Lady Luck Tavern. They walk in to find it empty and closed for the night, with the proprietor, Glennis Forkslayer, resting her eyes at a table nearby. They learn a little about the history of the tavern, buy two rooms, but quickly realize that all, although the town looks like the southern ward of Waterdeep, it infinitely pales in comparison when it comes to modern accommodations and plumbing. <laughs> Before they turn in for the night, the group gathers to listen to Voss's reasoning for the proposed extended stay and how he knows this town. They plan to all split up for the day to root out any corruption in Daggerford and see if there are any connections to the Xanathar, the Zentarum, the Reforged Ring, or even the Harpy. Afterwards, Harold and Voss go downstairs to have a nightcap where the ladies plan a traditional young maiden sleepover or beauty gossip and occult witchcraft. Voss and Harold have deep conversations about Voss trying uh, ties to Daggerford and what he expects to find left here after being missing for so long. When they inquire about the orphanage that he grew up in, they find it has been reopened in the past few years under a woman titled throughout the town under the moniker Mother. While the boys are downstairs, the women join Binley in a seance in hopeful attempts to reach Seisha's mother but not before asking the Stone of Golor on how to destroy Harrow Dust, during which they learn and confirm that the narcotic that grants the user's uncontrolled manipulation of the weave is actually the crushed up, petrified brain matter of an elder evil known as Zerguth, the Amber King, who was imprisoned by, in the Star Mounts by these ancestors. However, their night does not get any brighter as they call forth the soul of Seisha's mother, but instead end up inviting a dark entity into Vinley's body, which turns out to be the powerful pit fiend, Bozka. The pit fiend takes Vinley's admission of summons and knowing admittance of letting him leave as a verbal agreement in exchange for his servitude. Now left with the knowledge of Seisha's mother still being alive and an infernal contract etched into the skin of the eternally damned serial elf killer, they go to bed knowing they unleashed a devil upon Torl, who seems to be hunting a succubus named Pucheska. The next morning, they awake and learn more about the history and troubles plaguing Daggerford and realize that the water has gone foul from the river. How well, however, the citizens seem to not care as they continue their happy lives under the rule and protection of Morrowind Daggerford. When the group hears about a public trial taking place within the hour. As the BFGs start their day, navigating the few muddied streets of Daggerford after the night's thunderstorm, Vinley and Voss break off to meet with Bilver, the toy maker, and Doran, his guard, at the orphanage. While Seisha, the Herald, and Orkira make their way south to the open drill field where they find a harrow dust addict with a blue feathered beard being held on trial under the new strict rules of Daggerford at Morwen's lead. The crowd erupts in applause and infectious adoration as they see their duchess and hear her words, 
calling upon them to sentence the man to either exile or death. As the town's crowd deliberates, Harold and Satia commune with them to try and bend their ear and persuade them to the lesser sentence of exile. However, the crowd starts exploding into madness as multiple people start screaming out, He's in my head! He's in my head! Before V hears a panicked voice echo in her head. It saved me. I'll explain what I'm running from. And that is where we pick up tonight's story. Uh, who am I standing next to, by the way? Uh, you're all kind of like around yeah, each other. Yeah, you're, you're kind of scattered a bit in the crowd where you could like squeeze into everyone. Okay. Um, or as close to like, the front as we could get. I mean, yeah, yeah, as close to the front as you can get. Akira's uh, more towards the back, just... Um, wasn't able to kind of squeeze through the tight space of, of people with her large wings. Um, but you're kind of behind uh, Seisha and Harold a bit, who are more towards the front as they were able to, to squeeze in between uh, of people a bit more. Okay. I, I put my hand immediately on whoever's in front of me, which sounds like Seisha, and I just say, I don't know how he's projecting thoughts into my head saying that he can explain himself and to help him. And uh, it's really alarming. I wish you'd stop. It's really loud. It's it's probably one of those weird effects. Maybe I don't know. Um, and I'm gonna look at the the woman who leads this town, whose name I'm completely blanking on at the moment. <laughs> Morwen Daggerford. Thank you, Morwen Daggerford. I'm gonna look to her, and what is her reaction to the crowd starting to freak out? Uh, she looks extremely concerned, and you see her hand um, like fall to her hip on the. Uh, handle of her blade. Um, Seisha's going to kind of stand up a little straighter and say, um, if you want to explain yourself, then explain yourself. But do not do anything to these people trying to save yourself. It won't help your cause. And you get... Your passive insight picks up like you can you kind of see like confusion in his in his eyes. Like he doesn't really have any idea what you're talking about. Oh. He's not the one doing it. I think or, he's what wait. Like consciously. I think he's just really panicked and somehow doing it. It seems yeah. like like the the what I'm hearing is it sounds like what someone would hear screaming if they were headed to the gallows. Like it, it just sounds like a natural thing someone would say in this situation. Like, uh, and pain. you hear in your head, Seisha, convince the crowd to, to let me go. They don't care for my words. It's not how it works here. Please help, help me. Uh, I'm going to turn to Harold. Is is there anything you can think to do? To, to talk. <sighs> uh. So Harold and Sage have already, have, just so you know, mechanically, you've already yeah. made persuasion checks. That's already yeah. factored into things uh, moving forward. We, we did that la at the end of last session. Right. I haven't made any. You Correct. have not said anything or Kira has not said anything. Okay. Uh, you know, feel free to continue to role play, but just know that the yeah. Yeah. persuasion checks have already been made yep. and that result has already been factored into. Okay. We've, we've got to get the calm, the crowd calmed down. Okay, okay, okay. Um. Uh, Harry! And she says, kind of, kind of loud, like, like really loud, a little bellowing. 
You know? She's projecting. She's projecting. She's using her diaphragm. Yeah. Very large. Natural thaumaturgy. <laughs> you know? Does a, uh, how much attention does that get? Oh, uh, people are definitely noticing you. You are this towering structure amongst all of the heads of everyone else. So whatever you want to say, you have their undivided attention. Okay. Here's how I'm feeling about this situation. As a temporary citizen, the thing is, is that bringing all of these this awfulness to this town has, has been terrible. And, and yes, there should be a punishment, absolutely. But if, if we kill this person, we will never know the source of where the hair dust is coming from and it'll come from somewhere else. And more, and I don't think it would stop anything. So maybe uh, uh, we get more information out of them and then, and then vanish. All right, make me a persuasion check. Can, can I assist from the other side of the crowd where I couldn't come in and just yell out and be like, yeah, yeah, more information and banish. Don't kill, just more information and banish. And like try to use that as like- Yeah, a that's a great more idea. Information, more, more information, information. more information, more <laughs> information. All right, you can roll this with advantage since okay. Arkira yeah, is- Y'all, I got a plus five on persuasion, so it's not- <laughs> It's not nothing. There have been better slogans, but it's not bad. <laughs> it it's didn't only... matter. I rolled a three and a four. So that's oh. Womp. <laughs> my curse. This dude's going to die. <laughs> I did my best. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, no, I failed Yes, I failed last Sunday. It makes sense because I'm. nobody freaking knows me. <laughs> Um, all right, so you watch as uh, Morrowin checks to make sure that the individual is still bound and will hold her hands up as she be as she tries to calm the crowd. Okay. Um, Harold, since you are the only person that passed, Go ahead and roll a d10. Ooh. They were not persuasive on this one. Yeah. I rolled a one. Could be a good one. Could be a good one. It could be number one. It could be number one. All right. Duly noted. <laughs> That's not... No. It's double executed. <laughs> is this guy the will remember this? Is this He's the only person extra executed? Yeah. Is this the only person on the gallows being adjudicated at this moment? Yes, the only one. Okay. Um and you from my mistakes because my first thought was well if he dies we'll just get Benley to say on to <laughs> you know what I was just looking at like uh, how quick could I get there after he's dead and be like alright you right? killed him he's mine now so you as you spend your time trying to persuade the crowd hoping that your words hold enough weight to ease them away from ending this man's life in capital punishment. And after a minute, 
The striking woman in full plate stands at the forefront of the gallows, hands raised to calm everyone. Daggerford, now is your time to be heard. Now is your time to determine the fate of not only this man, but all who stand before you as you come together as one voice, one town, one people. A hush washes over the crowd as they await the time to cast their vote as the woman continues. Shall he face exile? I would like to roar from the back of the crowd. Is it sound based? You're extra loud. Yes. Yeah, we they said last week it was sound based. Okay. Um, uh, performance check to like make me sound. Yeah. Uh, performance checks for our volume level. We we don't need do need to do that. I'll go ahead and cast major image. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, 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 okay, major image will definitely add to the number. It's not like thaumaturgy where it makes it louder, but you are adding like a, a substantial group of people to your number. So go ahead. Aren't and they just going to appear and disappear though? They're, the, pe the people aren't, sound. there aren't going to be people. Oh, okay. It's just a sound. Okay. This is a sound. Got it. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll two more D10. Sure. I mean, worst case scenario, if it has to be an image, you can just make a group of like, Gnomes People are halflings. Going, yeah! One of them is a nine and one of them is a five. 14? Oh. 14. Just so you know, you have lowered the percentage by 15. Oof. Super okay with that. That may or may not have changed things. So. I'll go ahead and mark off major image. <laughs> with with that and with this sound coming almost from from in between the people, just this roar comes up. A large percentage of the crowd now yells out as one overwhelming cacophonous voice of screams and yelling, trying to make more noise. You see some with less ability make noise by banging objects together as you hear the words, Redemption, set him free. It's a sickness, not a death sentence. And then the- Banishment. Yeah. <laughs> more information. <laughs> yeah, it's catching on. It only needs to catch on for like 30 more seconds. That's right? it. <laughs> and you watch as the woman holds out her hand to hush the crowd as their voices slowly fade. Uh, Harold, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm staying <laughs> with the message. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 here, the guy could coffee here. <laughs> and with a stern look, she says, Or shall he face death? If anyone nears me start to yell for death, I would like to give them the worst cleric side eye ever. Oh, just I'm just like... straight up giving them the Seisha death stare. There's actually a fairly good portion of the crowd um, that erupts in visceral anger, pain, and fear. It's a low rumble like rolling thunder. You know that your words persuaded the crowd to stay their hand from capital punishment this day. However, Orkira, your passive insight picks up something very faint in some people in the crowd. Not an overwhelming amount, but more than you feel comfortable witnessing. As you give them that side eye, that, that stare of just anger. But you watch those that are voting for his execution and you pick up some displaying a strange feeling of sick pleasure that they are indulging in. 
I hear you. The town hears you. Know that I too understand the heavy burden of what releasing this man means, and my heart aches in fear with yours. But it also has hope. Daggerford was once ruled by my incompetent brother, and through steel resolve, you have caused its redemption. Keep your faith strong in your township and its people. Know that their decision to protect you is to protect you the best way they know how. Remember, we are one voice, one town, one people. And on one people, you hear the crowd erupt. One people! And they kind of slowly start, some start to disperse as there's going to be no execution or, or show, basically. But a few stay and linger to watch what happens. But... You all watch the man be escorted down the stairs as he looks in your direction. He reaches the bottom where he is met with the Duchess and through the crowd, Orkira and Seisha, you two can make out a few words from their conversation. Before, I would like, with your Goliath and her com village. What? Notice Goliath. Are they your friends? They help spare my wish to give them. Speak fast. Gods will cut you down if you chance. Plain myself and then never on this town again. Very well then. Start walking. You he's too. He's coming over to talk to us, but he's got to be quick. Keep eyes on him and the others. The sound of armor sliding against its own metal clanks over towards you in your direction. As you see the man being escorted by two of the town's guards. The Duchess stays behind as she continues talking to a few of her men with her back turned after her eyes linger on you for a moment. The disheveled man with the blue feathered beard that reaches past his chest shambles up to you bound in hemp rope at the hands and feet. He looks tired, weak, and dirty, but the stench, the stench is far worse, which is surprising as most of the town has a fairly strong malodorous stench itself from the farmsteads and lack of sewage system. As he approaches, you see pain and fear in his eyes tucked away behind the gratitude of your mediation. Thank, thank you. I, 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 I could have sworn I was on my way to the Crystal Spire. Does he kill him for? And as Not he yet. raises his hands and presses the palms together in gratitude, and you all notice a serpentine tattoo symbol of the Zentarum tucked into the clothes. Where did you come across this dust? Actually, first, Zone of Truth. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> all right, everybody make wisdom saving throws. Oh, I'll <laughs> also come to it. <laughs> I'll just succumb to it. I also want It's to... charisma. It's actually charisma. Oh, charisma, sorry. Yeah. Uh, he fails with a natural one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you tell me. I fail with a natural one. <laughs> I love when Harold fails. Uh, uh, while she does that, I would also like to... He's got two guards with him? Correct. Okay, I want to approach. If one of the guards are right there in the zone of truth, that's fine. But like, as this is happening, I want to approach one of them to ask to be able to examine him before they leave. 
Say again. Sorry. What was that last little bit? Or while uh, the zone of truth is going off, Rakira is going to approach one of the guards and say, "Hey, I'm trying to learn more about what's going on with people with this arrow dust thing, so we can get rid of it. Uh, is it okay if I examine him before he leaves?" Uh, they give you a a look, like not quite sure what you are. Like Dad. seeing that you are a dragonborn, but the yeah. wings and the tail—you're uh, you're definitely a, different than probably the few dragonborn that they've seen. And one just kind of utters out, not kind of just thinking out loud, not really knowing that he isn't keeping his thoughts to himself. And he goes, "Is she on hair dust?" No, no. This her into th a dragon, and no. he realizes that he's saying out loud, and he's like, "Oh." I'm so sorry. I'm not really. It's sorry. all right. Listen, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm super used to it. It's fine. Um, no, this was something else. You don't have to worry about this thing. Uh, no, but I want to examine him while we're questioning him, so we can try to figure out what's going on. And I kind of the one that just made the gaff. I'll just kind of give dragonborn puppy dog eyes to like, hey, take a little pity on me after that little mess up of yours. <laughs> okay. Um, go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh oh, wait, what's oh. my negative right now? Hold on. Four, I think, today? Four, yeah, because you had a it, long rest, well, so you're, you're at a four. Oh, yeah, because I was at a, okay. Uh, then that's a dirty 20. Okay. Okay. They both kind of nod. We're going to stay close, but... That's fine. I'm not gonna do anything weird. I'm just gonna examine. You, you say that you've encountered this dust before. Uh, my, my friends have, this is new to me. So that's why I wanted to take a look, see if there's something I could do to help. See if All we I ask do. is that you keep us informed of anything you find so that we, we may know what to look out for in the future to keep our citizens safe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can, you can just watch. I will. And I'll wait for Seisha to be done with her questions. <clears throat> so, okay, so you asked, where did you get this harrow dust? And you see your passive insight sees an, a, kind of a, a roller coaster of emotions. It starts out with guttural fear and terror in his eyes to shame and sorrow. And as he kind of just like ducks his head down. I am. Um, so. I and a few others were recruited by the Zentarum to set up trade routes for shipments out of the high forest from the Star Mounts up to the Lost Peaks and down Desarin River. Uh, Desarin River. Um, but uh, shipments got delayed and disrupted suddenly and shipping routes got moved around and we had to switch to the Unicorn Run uh, the Unicorn Run River it, it, it flows into the Delambir River. We made it about a day or two outside the forest before our barge was... It was ambushed by crazed cultists with three dark eyes and strange tattoos on their foreheads. They moved unnaturally, but... But it was the flying creatures that did us in. Leathery skin stretched across boneless, eyeless skulls, tendrils writhing from their stomachs as they pinned us down with, without ever making a sound. 
and, and what this conversation you're hearing half out loud and half in your mind. Okay. And I did they take the dust you were Let talking? me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Please. You ask a question, let me finish. Do you want to know or not? I do. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're going through a lot. It's okay. You almost see like the the zone of truth is like like he's like forcing the emotions as forcing the emotions out as he can't basically subdue yeah that and so you're it's coming out a little bit harsher than i think he even in, intends it of mm -hmm. uh, your passive insight is picking up we all just laid there screaming no sound came out just silence in the dead of night across the entire boat the three-eyed cultists didn't even care about the liquefied metal they just poured the canisters into the river they were after the chunks of fossilized amber. They crushed it up and scooped the powder up with their corrupted black hands and forced us to consume and breathe it. Another took turns jabbing us with long needle syringes, impregnating our veins and stomachs with black ichor. I watched in agony as my brethren, my friends I grew up with, they fought, so I survived death with, be overtaken by madness. Some of them burned alive in front of my eyes down to the bone. Another had the boat we were on rot away under him as he drowned in the river. Another consumed in writhing darkness. I only took solace knowing that a few of the cult fuckers went with him. I passed out from pain of my insides liquefying and coming alive as I felt them slither and crawl under my skin like rot grubs. When I awoke, I was naked with a symbol of their tattoo eye carved into my chest. I'm not sure which is worse, what happened to us on the boat or what I saw in that mountain. What did you see in the mountain? Mountain is alive. It talks, it gets in your head, it knows your desires, your inspirations, your wants, your needs. It lets those thoughts consume you as it feeds on you and the miners are like zombies, emaciated husks that feed the living flesh that holds them. That's not all. There's something else down there. Something big. Something. My brain, my brain is trying to crawl out of my head. You see the man thrash violently as he rakes his hands across his head and through his hair. You see small trails of blood begin to run down his face from the trenches dug in by his overgrown fingernails. The guards begin to approach cautiously, drawing their long swords in one hand and short swords in the other. The disheveled man twists towards them and then back at you with a crazed look in his now bulging eyes as he starts slamming his fists into his head and clawing at his face. Oh, it's in my head! Get it out! Get it out! It's at this point I approach gonna, oh. and I just grab his head with my entire giant taloned hand and I need to know what I need to do to stop this. Like I'm going to uh, grab his head so he can stop pounding his own head and I'm just going to give a quick examination. Go ahead and make me a grapple check. Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 
acrobatics, athletics, what is Athletics, sorry, I'm sorry, athletics. Wow, my brain went to three, five there. That's okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that's That hasn't happened in a while. That's a six, sure. I tried okay. to do that. So as you reach out, he pulls away from you. As he tears his face, you see feathers go everywhere, like a down feather pillow exploding into the crowd. And the reason that you pull back is something nightmarish catches your eye. The man reels back, revealing a long zipper-like mouth. There's rows and rows of razor sharp teeth that cuts down his chin, dividing his throat all the way down to his chest that was once hidden. He now looks up at you with all black swirling nebula eyes and in your mind, you all hear your names in a deep haunting guttural voice that chills you to the bone like ice freezing in your veins followed by the haunting words. I see you. Good. Uh, I, I, I cast heat metal on the zipper. <laughs> Need everybody to roll initiative. Yes. Well, <laughs> just so you know, it's zipper as in form, not zipper as in metal. Metal. Yep. Like teeth. Got it. So he's not the Velcro monster of our dreams. Um, oh, actually, what I what I need you to to well. As you roll initiative, we'll get initiative. There'll be another roll. Oh, that wisdom save, huh? <laughs> uh, By the way, chill. loved the voice effect on that. Yeah, that was super, super cool. Uh, that was dope. Well done. That scared me. well on my initiative, but now I'm going to have to Eight. negative four. This one sucks. <laughs> Stop saving people and that won't happen. Uh, yeah, listen. <laughs> Tell the wind to stop blowing. Let him die, Orkira. A zombie wouldn't have done this. Seisha, what'd you get on your initiative? I got a 17. 17. Uh, Harold? 15. Okay. Uh, uh, V? I forgot to roll. Roll initiative. (laughs) Orkira? I got 12. I got five. Oh no. Am I going first? You might be going first. Did yeah. that just happen? I just want everyone to know if this were a movie, it would immediately smash cut at this moment to Voss and Vinley entering an orphanage as the two coldest characters interacting with children. And both of these groups are having terrible times. Yeah. <laughs> and but both of these groups. Actually, they're like a lot more normal, but still horrifying, and we're like actually experiencing a horrifying experience. Yeah. Mm. Just out of curiosity, these are good kids. Either did Boss and Benley hear the voice in their heads saying, "I see you"? They did not. Oh damn! Boss is actually better with kids than V is. To be fair, yeah. I mean, technically, both Vinley and Voss have better track records than anyone else in the party with children. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, out of play, no, I know sure. that they've had excellent experiences. I've never tried to pick up one and just throw them into the ether. So. Um, <laughs> but... You never tried to eat the baby, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. While while uh, I got initiative, um, go ahead and roll me sanity saving throws, yep. and let's go ahead and show you what you what you're looking at. Okay. And then remind me, since this is Orkira's first sanity, this it is... is intelli- the average of your intelligence and wisdom modifiers. So add your wisdom modifiers together, divide those by two. 
Okay, so I have a negative one intelligence and a plus five wisdom, which gives me a four, and I'm at a negative four for everything. So this so, is just a straight no, roll. It, it becomes a two. So it becomes a two. Because you divide it, you oh, divide it by two. Average it. So it's the two average. Two minus four. Minus four, which means I'm at a negative two for this negative right two. now. But you're next to Sasha, so you have so you a plus, plus three, three so you're a plus one. Plus, so one. plus one. Plus one. Wow. <laughs> Math for the win. I was okay. about to say, speaking of 3.5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right there. Right there. Uh, Sasha, hardcore what'd you get? Tobacco I got it. 21. All right. Okay. Uh, Harold. 15. All right. All right. Uh, that. Those all failed. Uh, uh, they failed. Uh, she passed. Uh, or Kira? 11. Oh, no. Okay. Two. All right. Two, uh, two guard. Uh, one of the guards passed. One of the guards failed. And V. Um, you round up because my mine's three divided by two. Uh, it would be round yeah. down, so it would be plus one, plus three. So you'd be at plus four to what you roll. Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Great. You are fine. Or Kira, I need you to roll me a d100, please. Sure. Oh, honey. Welcome to the BFG. Yay! <laughs> I knew. Fifty-nine. All right. Welcome to the BFGs. Now make your sanity check. I'm going to have okay. some nightmares to talk to the, the Phoenix about tonight. Y'all know what this means. Mm. Orkira is officially part of the Void Club now. She is. We got to get her a jacket. Yeah. I mean, I've already experienced Eldritch horrors, so really. Yeah, but now you're in the Void Club. It's very uh, exclusive. Yay. Only the chewiest brains get in. <laughs> Listen, I've already had my brain eaten once as well. I don't need to do See, this So again. you're tenderized. Oh, okay. I can't see. So, uh, I'll tell you what you'll do on your turn yep. once we get there on how you'll we'll determine that. Right? And we'll, oh, we'll, okay. get, we'll get those descriptions and everything to you on your turn. Um, um, Seisha, you are up first as <gasps> you see this. I'm sorry, I've never got first before. <laughs> All right. Um... Oh, I that in. Hold on, sorry. One yep. more thing before that happens. And then everyone around you starts going mad, screaming, yelling, crying, laughing. Some stand still and look towards the heavens with gloss, glossed over eyes, while others run in panic away from those that lash out violently towards their uh, closest citizens. Yep. And uh, do we go first? Um, and we should have we should have just voted to kill him. Yeah. Um, all right, so well, actually, before you go, information this way. before you go, the layer yeah. happens. Seisha. Yep. Um, so... Damn it. Stupid layer. Now, the layer doesn't count as... First. You still, you're still going first. In our hearts. Oh, thanks. That's where really matters. Mm-hmm. I'm just really excited that the big bad thing is like right next to me. I that's that's thrilling. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, uh, all right. Um, let's see. And then roll it one more time. Yep. To determine. 
Okay. Uh, you watch as the the crowd turns as you watch as several of them lash out. The two uh, behind you or Kira reach out and just swing at whatever's in their hands, their bags, their hand, their fists uh, towards you. Does a 15 or a 16 hit you? 16 is my AC, so the second one hits. Okay, uh, so you will take five points of bludgeoning damage as one of them just like slams a cane against uh, your side. No, grandmother, no. <laughs> and Morwen is fine. As you watch, uh, one of the guards near you gets attacked and then you see someone run up behind Morwen and they too, uh, or she too is also fine as uh, they deflect the blows um, as their panicked eyes look around at, at their, the, basically the town square, just going into hysterics. Now it is Seisha's turn. All right, um, for my action this round, I am going to go ahead and um, use Radiant Soul. I'm gonna pop my wings. All right. And um, just make sure I'm in a good position and try to get this thing's attention, basically, and get it to focus on me. So it flanks with V and she can absolutely decimate it. All right, you're moving to flank. Mm-hmm. We're actually already there. Okay, great. But I'm just basically trying to be big and flashy and get its attention. Done with my cool foggy wings. Yay! I love the foggy wings. They're so cool on that. I love all the different wings. <clears throat> we gotta get you some wings so that you can join the wing club. Yeah. We'll be all the right. fly girls. You, uh, is that the end of your turn? Yes. All right, you all watch as you see the confident leader walk forward, unsheathing a long sword from her hip before running her thumb along its blade, causing a small amount of blood to coat the edge. In a swift motion, she carves a sigil into the air that you see carves into the flesh of the creature's forehead as it begins to bleed and acrid black and yellow ichor. You come into my town and offer destruction. After we give you redemption, I will not stand for it. I bleed for my people and you will burn. And with those words, you see the blade ignite in roaring flames as she charges forth, making two attacks against the aberration. Go ahead and roll a d10 for her. She'll take four points of damage from the cut down her her finger, her arm. Thumb, sorry, thumb. Uh, and we'll attack. We'll come in with the first one, slicing up and cutting it across the ch uh, the chest where the zipper-like mouse. Uh, down its torso, kind of rides a bit as the flames lick up it. Uh, as it has a blood mark, it's going to do extra damage. Yep. Yeah, it does. Uh, Harold, you're going to be up next. <laughs> That's a lot of dice. It's nice to not be on the receiving end of that. 
Mm. Uh, it'll take 26 points of damage. That is both slashing and fire. And fire. It's not. No, okay. Uh, and you watch as she carves up and then comes again with the second attack, but this time it moves back as its body almost moves in a way that it shouldn't. Like it kind of folds, uh, folds and twists and contorts out of the way as the blade misses wide on the second attack. Harold, your turn. Uh, I'm gonna cast Dissonant Whispers on the Aberration to try to get it away from the crowd. All right. Uh, that is a wisdom save? I believe so, yeah. Is it? I don't think it is. It's not a, is it a charm effect? I think it is. Uh, I'll save. Uh, see. It's, uh, you whisper a chord melody that only one creature of choice within range can hear, so he can hear it. Uh, it doesn't seem it's a charm effect now. Okay, no worries. Okay. Uh, that is a 23. Uh, he passes, so he'll take, uh, I guess, half of 66. Let me go ahead and roll that. Yeah, go ahead and roll that. He will take half damage. So he'll take uh, 10. And that's psychic, psychic damage? damage. Yep. Okay. You watch as you whisper into, into the air, and you watch as it just looks up and just kind of cocks its head and... In, and you kind of hear in your mind. Oscar, you think your mind can outdo mine? I see everything. Um. Uh, and uh, it doesn't appear to take any damage from that. But you cool. don't hear everything. Uh, since I'm still concentrating on major image, can I? Um, I guess it's an action. Well, I don't know. Let me see what it says about. Yeah, what does it say? Does it say you shifting? Can, I don't. I don't know if you can change the the image once it's cast. Uh, as long as it, you can use your action, you can use your action to cause the image to move to any other spot within range. The image changes location. You can alter its appearance. Okay, it can alter natural. Okay, so, so it would be an action. Okay, so yeah, no worries. In that case, uh, secondary action, I will Hexblade's Curse on it. Okay, absolutely. Um, pulling your dagger, you kind of pull the dagger now with the twisting vine handle, and as you hold it up, normally there's that purple mask that forms over it, but this time it's a little different as before the mask forms, you watch as a coalition of cicadas come buzzing around it, forming over it, covering the face, but the all of them over its face makes the purple mask, but they're moving cicadas. Oh, I love cool. it. Cool. Uh, <laughs> that, that'll be me. I don't know how close I am to it. Uh, you are 10 feet away from it. Yeah, I'll move. Uh, there is a guard and V in between you and it. Uh, yeah, I still want to put some distance. Just I, I'm better at range. I'll put um, as much distance as I can, I guess, just to keep myself on the fringes and be able to keep an eye out for people. Uh, all right, Orakira. Oh, I need hi. You to go ahead and roll me a. Uh, D6. Okay. And 
as you see this like fleshy zipper open up, everything around you just kind of morphs as your vision goes a little bit dark and blurry and everyone around you just starts mutating like this man did in front of you as all of your friends all now look at like aberrant uh, monstrosities their limbs elongated their the sides of their face just open up and eyes start forming in multiple places their hands reach out towards you and you see mouths and eyes all staring at you tendrils just billowing off of them where you see Seisha's wings is nothing but tendrils black ichor tendrils as everything around you is a aberrant monster yeah but what does she hallucinate <laughs> boom boom uh, i rolled a three <laughs> And uh, you rolled a three? Yeah. I, I make me an attack roll. Um, like with just my claws? With your claws. Okay. You may see me, but you don't see what I can actually do. <laughs> uh, don't taunt the elder evil. I will, yeah, I will I say know. this, it is not controlling you. You have full access to everything that you want to do, just so you know. Okay. okay. Then I think if yeah. I'm lashing out at someone, can I make a suggestion? Oh yeah, yeah. Do do what you would do. So you're you're attacks. You're t you're attacking someone. I'll tell you who you're attacking after you tell me what you're doing. Okay, because I I would say in this in this state she would go after the person that just hit her, <laughs> which might be actually a horrible thing. Um, okay, that 17, works. Yeah. 14. No, don't kill the nice bystander. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I rolled a 13 on my claws. Uh, uh, that definitely hits their armor class. Okay. Um, I do two uh, slashing damage as in this, she's growling and freaked out at whatever has gone on and something just whacks her. And despite the fact that the, the main one is in front of her. I think she just ah! lashes out. Yeah, and you you slash at um, the the one who hit you with the cane uh, as they seem to be eyes black, nebulas, just mouth, just almost like foaming as they are also lashing out at you. Um, do I do I still get a bonus action and a movement? Uh, you do not. No. Okay. Yeah. Yep, you must use your in, the entire round to attack this uh, and this individual. But at the end of your turn, as you slash across, you see little trickles of blood coming down this farmer's cheek. And that is what immediately pulls your mind back to you. Yeah. As... Uh, as you look around, you have complete control of your actions again. You're no longer, you no longer see the world as tendrils other than the one that actually has tendrils who actually has, has 
tendrils. <laughs> the, the farmer I slashed, they're still alive? They're still alive. Okay, good. They do. They, but that they have a, like this nasty, farm. like clawed gash, uh, you know, raked across their face. Yep. But it does not seem to matter to them at all. Nope. Um, all right. That is Orkira's turn. Uh, it is now the creature's turn. Mm-hmm. What are you going Ooh. to do? Yeah, for real. Yay, love that turn. Okay, uh, after the creature's turn, it will be the guard's turn, and then V. So V, be at the ready. I just want everyone to know, from an outside perspective, what just happened was uh -huh. this man just started screaming, or Akira grabbed him by the head, or tried to grab him, and then he erupted into a monster. Everyone went crazy, and then Orkira turned and slashed at a bystander. Orkira's the big bad evil of this game. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to spoil the, the fun. But... Uh, I'm sorry. Here I am. Orkira, what is one of your titles, or at least the title? Uh, I mean, I am kind destroyer of the destroyer of worlds. Yeah. yeah. The harbinger of the end. I'm not a harbinger. I'm a destroyer. <laughs> There's a difference. The phoenix revives I... and destroys. I don't harbinge anything. Which is worse? I mean, harbinger just you. talking about what's coming for the most part, but that's up to you to decide. Uh, all right. You watch as you look watch as Seisha, as he turns and looks at you with your wings out mm -hmm. and then shifts his gaze away from you turning towards V and Harold and the damn it that's right uh... What I do. <laughs> uh -oh. I think Also, in this moment, another smash cut. Vinley's like run like moving away from a child with a snotty nose and she's like, Don't touch me, don't touch me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a kid with like peanut butter and jelly on their hands going, oh, your dress is so pretty. And she's just casting precedentation at all of them all at once. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll see if that's what you're doing when we cut you. <laughs> can't keep your precedentation, can't keep up with their snot. Um, no. As, as um, you watch, as it turns its gaze away and looks towards you, V uh, and Harold, uh, towards the guards, you watch as its eyes kind of flare in that black nebula sky that you fear all too much, V. And as it does, the world around you begins to distort. I need you, uh, both of you, to make wisdom saving throws. Who, uh, me and V? Yeah. Uh, UNV and then uh, a whole bunch of citizens. I'm assuming I'm not close enough to. Yeah, I'm never saving another person. Jeez. That's good to hear. Trying trying to do the right thing and we probably just killed all. No, because we got we got some really really good information out of him. Also, if he'd been stabbed on like if we had done nothing and he was killed on the gallows, he still would have turned into this thing. Yeah, I don't there think he would have. I think I think you still have to have a living person for it to work this way. I will I will let you know this. 
He did not willingly turn. Yeah, that doesn't change anything at all. Uh, 13. <laughs> <laughs> Literally does not change the situation in the slightest. All these innocent people are going to die. Um. All right. What did... Um... Uh, v, what did you get? 30-20. Hey, all yeah. right. And Harold, what did you get? 13. Oh, no. 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 He's like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> I forgot about the fact that they never fight me. Damn it. I wasted my wings. Me. No, no. You didn't waste your wings. I did because uh, I look really cool. They're never. Harold, really you are going to take 23 psychic damage. Jerk. Uh. Oh, that's why you're worried about everybody dying, because you're going to kill them all. Oh, all right. Uh, and you watch as reality around you shifts and bends. You have, like, intense vertigo, and you can't quite make heads or tails of anything right now. Um, and uh, I'll let you know what happens on your turn. Sounds good. Okay. Um... And you watch as uh, B, it, you feel this, and even the, the citizens behind you, you watch as some of them who are racked by the madness, but others you watch kind of grab what they have and stand in a fairly trained battle-ready stance. Farmers, merchants, everyone just kind of holds their own as they turn towards this creature. And they don't seem to be affected by it as they pass their save. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, yep. Um, and uh, it's an all or nothing, so you don't even take half damage on a failed beat. You are good to go as you will yourself. You've seen worse. You've stared the nebula in the eyes and uh, they stared back. Yeah. And it was but this is nothing compared to that. Uh, all right. Um, with that, uh, it is going to... <clears throat> Unironically, I'm nervous for the orphanage uh, You watch as it then begins to move its arms in a somatic way as it begins to cast a spell. Whoa, 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 buddy. Uh, uh. uh, yeah, I'll counterspell it. Uh, all right. Fourth level. Uh, I need you to roll it. Figured as much. Oh. Can I ever just walk up to someone and smack their hands and interrupt the spell? What do I have to, what am I rolling? Uh, you're gonna roll a d20 and you're gonna add your charisma modifier. You okay. used to be able to, Katie. You used to be uh, able 17? to. 17? Yeah. 17's enough. You watch Ooh. as he begins to to mutter in a language no one understands. I think someone does. Um, the only person who does is not here right now. Yep. She is at the orphanage. Yep. Okay. Uh, and does, you watch as, for a brief moment, everyone in a 20-foot radius 
centered on them, grabs their head as you immediately pull, hold your hand up and pull forward as the cicada mask pushes itself into the face of uh, this creature as you comp- successfully counterspell the spell. Into the zipper mouth? Can we know what it was? Oh, I know it's going to be a no, but... That's I, what it would have been. That's, yeah, that is what it would have been. Oh! That was a good counterspell. That was yep. a good yeah. counterspell. That was a good uh, counterspell. Yep, and uh, if you want to arcana now, you're more than welcome to. Uh, I would love to. After the fact, just to see what... what yeah. I feel like I know what it is. I'm going to text Justin and Devin what I think it is. 17. Okay. Uh, 17 does not, you don't, you don't, you're not sure. 17 would be a second level spell. So it is okay. beyond that. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, that is Ooh. its turn. Uh, it will, it is now the guard's turn. One of the guards, uh, you watch as he just kind of slack jaws and stares, very similar to what V has done in the past and just doesn't move as his eyes go black. The other guard, on the other hand, is going to draw his uh, longsword and short sword, or which he already had drawn, uh, and is going to move forward and make attacks against it. Uh, is going to make uh, two attacks and, with his longsword and one with the short sword. Uh, so, uh, two the two longsword slashes connect as he cuts deep into the clavicle and then shoves it into the mouth a bit as he pulls it out. The short sword coming over gets again that weird distorted movement of the body dodges out of the way of the short sword, but uh, will do a total of 14 damage with the two long sword attacks. To this creature. And V, it is your turn. Oh, and I'm like not insane, so um, <laughs> what else do I do? You can do something. Okay, so uh, it's that pink thing next to me on the map, right? Yeah. Correct. Smack it, I guess. Um, so this is okay. I I'm sorry. I refresh my memory. He is a person who transformed into that. Correct. Yep. Okay, I want to hit him non-lethally then. Okay. I want, I want that then. But we still gonna hit him real hard. Are you doing anything before you attack? I did rage because I felt bad and I rolled an 11 and I don't think that hit. 11 does not hit. <laughs> you can still reckless even though you're not raging. Yeah, I'm gonna reckless. Okay. Not- um, You are flanking with Seisha. Oh yeah, you have a bad advantage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So no need to reckless. Okay then. Flaking with Seisha. Yeah. Is it 24? 24 will hit. Okay. Yep. Roll your damage. That'll be. Wow. Garbage. Garbage damage. The seven. (laughs) Seven points of damage. All right. It's like some sort of bonus for the flanking, but I don't think Um, And you bring out your Bahir blade, looking at the crowd, just panicking around you and knowing that, or at least hoping that there's still something left of this man inside, you just take the butt end of your blade and try and avoid hitting anyone else, bring it up and just 
conk him right on the head. But it seems that even when it hits, the flesh gives a little bit, which is very unnerving. Man, I want to settle for for a concussion, but like, damn. Uh, That's your one attack. You have two attacks. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Because the first attack failed, I forgot about the flanking. So we're going to... Natural 20 down. Yeah! That'll definitely hit. Remember to max uh, your dice in the first oh, and then yeah. add. Yep. And it is uh, 26 points of damage this time. Oof, nice. Yes. That, that hurts. Carve <laughs> that thing. And you feel the flesh give way just a little bit. And there's a little, there's a small panic as you're, like grossness and you just bring it up and just without thinking just hit him again real hard in the head just thunk and you see him reel back and his chest opens up and you see this these teeth and this void of a mouth open from his throat like his mouth down his chin and his throat and his chest as it screams out in your mind yeah, V is immediately regretting not hitting lethally. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's super fair. Fair. That's, that's fair. a good. That's a good reaction. Yep. Uh, and with, you're gonna move. You're gonna stay there. Uh she's gonna stay because she now feels she feels like everyone around her has like lost her mind and feels a responsibility to not kill this guy. So. He's not moving. Uh, all right, uh, to- uh, that ends your turn. That brings us to the top of the round to the layer action. Okay. You watch um, as Morrowind, V, and Harold the three of you who are kind of um, closer to the front of the, where the crowd was, you just get swarmed by people laughing, screaming, crying, out of control of their minds as they attempt to grapple and restrain you. Uh, I need you all to make athletics or acrobatics checks your choice, uh, Harold and B. I will roll one for Mullen. Is it acrobatics or athletics? Uh, ac- athletics or acrobatics. Okay. Mullen. Uh, all right. Uh, what'd you get, uh, V? Uh, 21. 21. All right. And Harold? 23. 23. Nice. Uh, did you do acrobatics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It co- they come in and you just kind of duck and weave out of the way as they just collapse to the ground where you were standing. V, they come up and just ra- grapple around your leg. They're there. <laughs> you don't notice them. And they all seem to like try and dogpile on top of the Duchess. And she struggles for a good moment or two before finally just throwing everyone off of her. As, uh. Yeah, that was real close. Oh. <laughs> real close. 
Uh, all right. Um, that is lair action. Stacia, it is your turn. I'm I'm gonna get me some of that back. I am attacking. And let's see. And I do it with advantage because I'm flanking. Correct. All the flankings. Oof! Seventeen to hit. Seventeen hits. Yay! And I'm smiting. I'm Fair. gonna smite. So let's see. Is. Oh, what the heck? Let's go four. So I'm going to smite at third level. And that's going to be 20 plus... Hang on, I've got to add my d8 for my weapon. Sorry, this is the first time I'm doing it through D&D Beyond. Oh, good. Let's... Do you need the damage separate? Uh, No, you can give it to me all at once. Okay, so that's... 22 plus 9, 31 points for the first attack. Sing us that swan song. Oh, nice. Uh, it turns its back to Seisha and begins attacking everyone else. And she she stands there and looks around as all of the, the chaos is spreading all around her. And she just glares into the back of the thing and says, Ulam Gaduain, which in Celestial is, I know your name. And she runs her sword forward and just stabs as hard as she can into its back and rips, and as she does, this gold light just sort of starts emanating from the blade. And it started, sort of swirls around the tentacles and begins to grapple the tentacles down so that it's bound as she pulls her sword all the way up through it, basically slicing it from the middle up through the top halfway. Uh, as you go to do this, there is but a small moment where you subconsciously hesitate to attack this creature, but through Agama's will and being, you force your blade through, coming out the stomach, open mouth of the other side as you pull up and you cut it straight up as it then kind of wilters like a flat, opens like a flower. Yeah. Before dissolving into black ichor. Fatality. <laughs> and we did it without the crowd dying. It's a miracle. <laughs> did um Harold? Oh God, yeah, it's my roll turn. a D eight. I was uh, about to say, are we still D10. in initiative? Uh, everybody... We are still in initiative. Uh, I rolled a nine. You can act and move normally. All right, and uh, and then it goes away. So yeah, no no ill effects from that. Uh, hey, all right. The effects of confusion as reality <laughs> was warping and bending. I hit around. myself in my own confusion. Uh, but you you. Close your eyes for a moment, and when you open them, everything is calm again, and the creature is down. Only the black icker remains. And with the fight ended, you see most of the guard wrestling with the panicked and ravenous civilians, mainly focusing on the ones trying to kill each other out of delusional fear. It takes about a minute for those that were around you to regain their composure as Duchess Daggerford goes to stand on a crate to address everyone. Citizens. And, oh, you were gonna say? I was gonna say, as as this is all happening, I, the the one that we attacked each other, uh, I want to reach out and do a quick. I'm really sorry, and do a cure wounds on them and heal them uh, for uh, way more than I hit yeah. them for twelve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, and they they, they kind of like. Oh, thank you. I, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know what happened. 
I don't know either, but yeah, go go get to safety, get to safety. And and then that's when your attention is drawn towards Morwen standing on the grate. Citizens of Daggerford, fret not, for once again we prevail. Our enemy aims to strike at our minds now that we have our strength, but we will not fail. Let us give thanks to these brave fighters who aid us in this time of need. And with that, the crowd resolve begins to bolster once again as you hear them begin to praise you with applause and cheer. The knightly woman hops down from her impromptu soapbox and returns to you. And approaches the four of you. Yep. It has been a spell since our last adventuring group stopped by, but we're glad to have you here. See, Daggerford was built on the backbone of adventures, and we wouldn't be here where we are today without them, without you. Glad to have you here. Welcome to Daggerford. I am Lady Duchess Morwen Daggerford. Who might I have the pleasure of thanking for helping save my town? Oh. Um, well, this is Vita Rock. Hi. And this is Orkira. Kira, I don't know your last name. It, it's it's a it's a name I don't use that often. Eldrex, because uh, yeah, that that group isn't around anymore. But hi, Orkira, you can just call me Orkira. And Harold Hobbleton. Hi. And I'm Lord Seeker Seychellespard. It is a pleasure to meet you. We're the most we're most of the BFGs uh, at a venturing party. I was just about to ask, BFGs. Does it stand for something, or is it purposefully vague? It's no, it purpose stands for something. It stands for Best Friends Guild. Fucking giants, me, hi. Uh, it's purposefully vague. <laughs> and you see uh, a smile creep across her lips, and she nods. Well, Big Friends Guild. How long are you staying? That's a um, good question. Probably about a 10 day. Maybe less. Yeah, it feels, you know, nothing. A little concerned about trying to track down this harrow dust route that he yes. was telling us about. A little worried it's affecting the local ducks and the animals. You see confusion just wash over her face with that, but then goes back to Seisha and goes, what do you mean? What was he saying? What did he want to speak with you about? When when he came over and was speaking to us, um, I, I cast a zone of truth and asked him where the hero dust came from. He was a runner. He was bringing it down from the mountain. And we got his route. They came down the Unicorn River. Or the Unicorn Way. Unicorn Way. Unicorn Run. Unicorn Run. I'll get it eventually. He came down the Unicorn Run and they were attacked by creatures like similar to what he turned into. And there were some cultists that attacked them as well. Do you see anyone with tattoos of three eyes? That's that's kind of a nefarious group. We're from Waterdeep, by the way. We've been dealing with harrow dust up there, so. Mountain the mountain is alive. So you're aware of that? 
No, she asks question, question. Oh, that is what he said. Um, that may have been the hair of dust talking. No, he definitely said it was like warping his mind. Okay. But maybe it was, I don't know. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like, that's not via, that's not a far-fetched idea to me at this point, so. No yeah. offense, but that does not sound like Daggerford's problem until <laughs> it makes its way into our walls. Once again, thank you. Mm-hmm. Do you have plans for while you are in town? And you, Seisha and Orkira, you notice that her eyes kind of drift towards uh, the amulet that's hanging around your neck. And uh, is your book out on your hip, Orkira? Yeah, I think once we got assurance that she wasn't going to get killed for it, she would have put the book back out, so. Okay. I'm um, going to lie my ass off and say, oh, you know, we're here to see the sides, just kind of get a feel of the area on our way to the next place we're going to. And Harold, from your plethora of accoutrement, um, which one is displayed? Oh. Or do you have them all tucked away? I have them all tucked away at most times. I, I just pull out the one that's most necessary in the moment. Fair. Um, wait, is the Zone of Truth still up? Yep. I never dropped it. Am I still inside it? Yep. I just thought that of that. Be, yeah. Okay, so that's not what I say. Okay. But, but I would attempt to say that. So what it I comes would, out as... What I actually say is... Oh, we're just investigating what appears to be some sort of, like, uh, connection to a slaving ring. Excuse me. Uh, what? <laughs> to be fair, it's not like we came here for that. It's just, like, a waller in the neighborhood thing. Shit! You gotta I turn off the zone of truth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I don't think you can. Oh, you can't? I think you could. It's not, it's oh. not concentration. Oh, no. Remember, remember when That's the last great. time this happened? That's yeah, right. it just, yeah, it just stays there for 10 Carol minutes. Carol just glares over at Say. She's like, this really pisses me off. Uh, well, maybe there are re- the reasons that... But it is the yes. truth that we're not here for that. It's just like yeah. a, if we see any connections as long as we're here, we'll look into it. And of course... If we find any connections, I won't tell you. I, I, w- I won't tell you. Son of Harold, a bitch. Harold, Harold. He might, he might Why not. Don't you go check on the others. If you want, I'll tell you. I'll tell you whatever. And all of you notice this, this disdain and like offense, like fully offended that of what Harold is accusing Daggerford of. Oh no, we and he was part of it. Whoa, 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 whoa! Harold, hey, Harold, not Harold. like I'm accusing them. I'm saying that there is a ring of people that might have been staying in Daggerford at some point that I it's, need to look into occasionally. It is, it's and a group that runs up and down the Sword Coast. Yes. And we are attempting to find where their footholds are. And the last thing I heard them be- don't have any specific reason to think they're here, but we're investigating just to make sure they don't get a foothold here. The city's nice. I don't have anything against it. You can tell I'm telling the truth clearly. She sighs. I'm proud to be a temporary citizen. It's just... Our town has an unfortunate history and has had a recent unfortunate turn of events involving our river water. 
It's running. It's ruining our crops, reducing drinking water and bathing water, and the farm's animals are getting sick and picked off by roaming wolves. The only thing that has been sustaining us is the frequent rain we've had filling our systems. I may call upon you to investigate this. Of course. Okay. Um, do you have any idea what's causing the water to be fouled? And it's at this time, you are all interrupted. There's a hairy man, like just, you know, very hairy man with red clay skin and thick black curly hair cut short. He smells of iron and soot and or Kira, you noticed that first. You thought something might be burning as you look and see this man approaching. And although he is wearing nicer vestments currently, his rough, strong hands help give away his profession as he presents a woman's breastplate to the Duchess. Forgive me, Lady Daggerford, but I have completed the breastplate and was wondering if you could spare a moment for final approvals. The woman looks over the beautifully crafted armor that looks like it is more for show and ceremony than it does for practical use, as it bends more to the female form instead of being constructed to deflect weapon blows. It is a dark polish, almost black steel with elegant silver seamwork, an inlaid and raised filigree that gleams even in the faint and pale daylight, stunted by the heavy overcast of the day. This is great, Ignacio. Can you hold it up for me? Yes. What do we think about extending the midsection? Her torso is a little bit longer. Remember? We talked about this. And what do we think about turning the silver edges into gold? She doesn't like silver. Let's just try it out and see how it looks, shall we? If we don't like it, we can do Electrum, right? <laughs> Thanks, Ignacio. You're the best. We wouldn't be here without you. The whole time she's speaking to him, it's a weird juxtaposition of just of how you've seen her address the crowd versus how she interacts with individuals. She's polite the whole time, but your passive insight for everyone picks up that she's being performatively polite when she is actually disappointed. You watch as the man leaves with his head low as he as as he heads back to his forge. And Orkira, with your incredibly uh, twenty-eight passive perception. You hear the man silently grumbling to himself as he walks away. How am I supposed to extend the midsection? She knows I've been working on this for a 10 day. You can't just hammer metal into the middle of or heat it and stretch it. Oh, she's fucking infuriating. Last time she definitely said polished mirror edges. You can't do that with steel. You have to do it with silver. She knows this. Now I have to change that. I might as well start over. Oh, only four days. Guess I'm not sleeping this week as he's muttering under his breath, as he's just like grumbling as he heads back towards his forge. Uh, Morrowind turns to you and addresses the, uh, the rest of you again. Where are you staying? Um, Lady Luck Inn, I believe it was called. Lady Luck Tavern, yeah. Luck, Lucky Lady Inn. Lucky Lady Inn. Mm -hmm. okay. The Lady Luck Tavern. Lady Luck Tavern? Oh. I have Lady Luck Tavern. Right. I had Lady Luck Inn. Lucky Lady Inn. Lady Tavern. Lady Luck As Duchess, I am sure of the name. But for helping us today, your, day, your night's stay 
is on my purse. And if I can call upon you tomorrow. We or, would be honored. Yeah, I'm available. I don't have time. I, I mean, I have my schedule open. Thank you for everything. If there is anything you need, please just ask. Don't worry about having to tiptoe around the laws here. I am more than understanding of what it takes to keep a town safe. And adventurers often take on the most danger, so they deserve the most leniency. Within reason, of course. It was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you, Your Grace. When should we come by tomorrow? And where? I will send for you. But I have many duties to attend to. That's not ominous. Well, it was incredibly awkward, and, uh, and and but I am very respectful of you. Shit, I gotta get out of this thing. It is ominous. I don't know why I said it's not. And with that, she kind of shakes her head and walks away. Orkira will very gently take Harold by the shoulder, and as she's pulling him out of the zone of truth and, and saying, uh, we we gotta get you better at just not talking when that kind of thing happens. Yeah. I'm gonna cast uh, cure wounds because you took what like 22 damage during that. 23, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna third level that shit. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna third level that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you get 22 back. Hey, so, thank you. Yeah, uh, she's just like gently patting your shoulder, and then one of those pats turns into fire that cascades over your body and the the wounds are healed yeah but you can't once you're in a zone of truth you can't leave a zone of truth and then everybody knows you're a liar that's why you just don't talk harold oh yeah me not talk yeah let's let throw some money on that let's see who wins i have because i'll win because i'll say he will talk fuck that was so fucked up we had to kill that guy we just saved well, uh, he was already gone. He a horrific monster that he might not be able to come back from. So maybe it was mercy. After after he ingested that hair dust, he was gone. Yeah, That's I what know. they were doing. Just... Is that really what hair dust does to you? Yes. Like you can't come back. Uh, I'm gonna make sure there's not like a group of people standing around us listening. I mean, you're in this. Uh, there's still people around. <laughs> but are they like watching and listening to us? You, uh, with your passive, you notice a couple of people not stick around to listen, but definitely have heard your, what you're talking about, and just their eyes get wide, they look at you with scowls, they're confused, and they just keep walking as you hear a couple of them adventures. Okay, so some of the stuff we know, we probably shouldn't be shouting out in the middle of a crowded courtyard full of people. At least um, that, that might convince people not to take arrow dust. So. It, well, no, that's that's good, but some of the stuff that we know we have to be careful of because it could cause a panic. Yeah, like the things that go on in our sleepovers. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, we, um, we got some really, really good information from him before he died, so his death wasn't in vain. I mean... He gave us information that we had no other way of getting. I guess. Maybe not in vain for, for, for us. And let's keep in mind, he was a Harrow Dust runner. Hmm. I'm not saying that... I just have a personal thing. It, we, it's a personal thing. It was just a bad situation. I saw yeah. gallows, and I had to talk. It was a thing for me. You did really well, Harold. I think yeah. you alone convinced the crowd not to execute him. I cheated. I I, uh, I made a lot more crowd during that vote. I don't know if that was 
is cheating so much as playing smart? That's cheating, but that's okay. I don't care. Oh, I thought I thought at the time I was saving a life, so. Yeah, it was good cheating. Oh, so there's good cheating and bad cheating then. Yeah. In my okay. by my reckoning, sure. I mean, okay. we but- were trying to save a life, right? Is, is there any cheating in trying to save a life? Apparently, there's good and bad cheating. I have a okay. question. Yeah. About the cheating. Okay. Right. So. Oh, like, say I'm like younger than I am, and I just really wanted to win this board game with my family, and you just sort of cheated to win to so just prove to, you know, to know that, to let them know that, like, you're smart too, and not someone to mess with and stuff. But like, there wasn't real consequences because it was a board game. There were real consequences. I lost. All right. I don't forgive you for cheating. I know it was you, and I know you hid that money. It was all hidden inside your sock. I know it was, and maybe everybody else trusts you, but I know that you were lying. You were lying, and you didn't deserve to win that one. I had all the railroads. They were all mine, and then you took them. It's crap. A Vernison shoots. Why did he anger after that? Aisha, I suddenly don't want to answer this question. Should we go find Vinley and Voss? Because I feel like our original plan of wandering around the city is probably mute at this point. Um, and we should probably warn them about what just I happened. Think... <sighs> They'll probably hear about it before we get there. I could cast um, Ascending and let someone know. Yeah, if you can, set, shoot Venley Ascending and okay. let her know um Farbrum's critter in the trial we killed it duchess wants to meet us tomorrow okay i'll take a second and cast ending to vinley you feel real good being some kind of like landlord in avernus you feel real good about that harold she she stopped what is your sending orkira well it starts with orkira saying I don't want to have to choose between my friends. Oh, hi. There was a guy taking arrow dust, turned into a monster. Gonna see, what was her name again? And then that's the end of my sending and I have to send another. <laughs> I think oh. it even stops at C. I don't think it gets any further. So gonna Probably. see. Blank. Probably, but I'm gonna. But Orkira feels super yeah. bad. Is gonna immediately cast another sending to <laughs> Vinley. We're going tomorrow to see the Duchess. The Duchess, because we saved everybody, but it still kind of sucked. Be careful. There's hero dust monsters in the city, and and that's it. And then out loud, you continue to hear Orkira say. And I really don't want to have to choose between the two of you on this cheating thing. Can we just go have lunch? We need to go get another version of that game. They have like a million versions of it. <laughs> uh, Why don't Vinley's... we all go grab lunch and then split up and do our we'll, uh, city investigation? Vinley will reply later on. Oh, oh no. no. As you get two sendings yeah. in a row from Rambling yeah. or Kira. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just imagining fucking like V and Harold there for years, vowing never to play that game again because they've been at each other's throats so hard about it. I still think I should be allowed to be banker. I don't see what the big issue is. Oh no, we never let my dad be banker when we played games. Uh, <laughs> it was one time, and it wasn't even 
I wasn't even trying. It wasn't even a plight towards you, Harold. It was towards everyone else. And with that, we are going to move over to <laughs> Voss and Vinley. Vinley and Voss. About an hour ago, you split off from the group to head up the soggy and muddy impacted dirt path to the east side of town. A hand-carved and painted wood sign on the side of a two-door-style textile building marks the path you are walking as the Duke's Way. It is obvious to tell it is the moniker is derived from the large castle-like building behind two iron-gated stone walls atop the flattened plateau of the leveled hill crest at the end of the path, the Ducal Palace. As you pass the town street, to your right, labeled the High Road, you see Bilver and Doran, who is carrying a large crate in the same direction you are headed. Uh, good morning! Uh, wasn't sure if you were me we were meeting you at the Silver Flood Inn or the Orphanage. I'm glad we caught you on the way. Oh, this is heavy. Do you mind um, if we walk and talk? Or, you know, <laughs> not talk at all. I'll take a yelling. I'll take yelling. a handle on the other side of the crate. Okay. Yelling? Who's yelling? Oh, you mean all that commotion on the other side of town? I wonder what all that was about myself. This town seems so wonderful. This place we are staying in has a nice cave mining theme. Oh, mm. amazing. I slept in a bed with a mining cart bed frame. The lack of water is slightly problematic, though. Oh, for the love of Gary Glitterbucket. <laughs> Do I recognize what he was trying to say there? Uh, uh, before you even say that, you go, it's Garl Glittergold. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Gary Glitterbottom. <laughs> no, Gary Glitterbucket. Glitterbucket. I like that name better. Uh, Both and, of those are uh, excellent. As as you grab the other side of it, uh, Voss, uh, you're a godsend. Uh, and then Doran turns to you, Ben. I noticed you really enjoyed the ghost stories. So <laughs> I wrote one down for you to tell your friends when you're out traveling. It's called... Beware the bagmen. And you watch as the vitiligo-skinned half-orc hands you a page with some scribbled-down notes and terrible handwriting, but still legible uh, and well-worded. With it, he also gives you a trinket. Please go ahead and roll a d100. Absolutely. (laughs) Another goblin hand. <laughs> I will cry. Girl can dream. Twenty even. Twenty even. All right. Uh, with it is a very small jar that appears to have some weird bit of flesh floating in a pickling fluid. But it's like a dark flesh that seems to almost kind of like ooze out into this fluid. And we're gonna send you the. Uh, story. Did he hear about this from someone named Van Richten? Uh, <laughs> look, all right. <laughs> look, it's a gorgeous book. We got to put it in here somehow. I'm just We're saying. We're not in Ravenloft. <laughs> Yet. Yet. I'm all for it. I mean, let's be honest. Every every domain of dread is already in D4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You have all the notes to construct something for later on. 
I love that. Oh, I love that. I, I, she'll say, thank you. This will actually come in very handy for me. Um, but as you turn the corner onto the farmer's road, you are greeted by a two-story double institute building covered in evenly spaced windows. It is not warm or inviting, but neither is it dark or oppressive. It merely looks like a plain and forgettable building in a sea of others. The only brightness comes from those that inhabit it as you hear playful laughter rounding the corner. A few young giggling children who are chasing each other in a game of tag are corralled inside for breakfast by some of the older orphans left to take charge before they are too old to stay. Next door is a pavilion style square building with an open garden in the center. It looks old, slightly run down due to the overgrowth of dead vines crawling up its pillars and walls. An older half-elven man with long graying beard and earthen brown monk robes tied with a fraying hemp rope around its, his waist can be seen on a ladder hanging decorations. The small bundled pillars of wheat bound in green ribbon look to be the most lively thing around the whole area. A stylized blooming red rose is painted on the stucco above the main entrance that reads Mother's Garden. In the center of the pavilion next to a simple bench and a small, nearly empty pond, you see a clearing with a lackluster dying garden and an old oak tree that you instantly recognize and remember, boss. As you stare at that tree, everything seems to fade away until the calm is broken with the gnome toymaker's voice. Ah, well, I guess it's time to meet the person who runs the place out and fill a few kids with joy through the love of toys and imagination. Mm, I want to yes. do a final insight check on this guy. Okay, okay. Uh, and while you roll that, uh, Vinley, if you want to roll religion yeah, on the building next door, the open pavilion. Ooh, religion, there it is. Oh my god. Uh, 23. Okay. All right. Uh, and 12. 12. Again, very excited. It's exactly what Harold said. Excited for the future, excited for things to come, but you can't tell exactly what he is excited about. I will... I will put the feelings of murder aside then, <laughs> and listen to what Harold asked as I said I would put my mind back in the moment and just does it even look familiar anymore aside from the tree or has it changed considerably it does not have the liveliness that that garden once had there is that hmm. and you know it was a very beautiful garden that had very full bushes, many different types of um, flowers, and uh, the centerpiece was that garden and the small pond. The tree in the small pond. Yeah, yeah the tree in the small you. pond. Gotcha. But right. it looks like a shell of its former self. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, Voss kind of continues help pushing the crate. He's subdued. And a little on edge. Okay. Just wondering. Okay. 
Uh, what'd you get? You said 23, Vinley? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, all right. Um, you know that the role, rose is the old symbol for the greater deity Shantea, the Earth Mother. Uh, the Great Mother was the Faerunian goddess of life and bounty, who viewed herself as the embodiment of all things uh, Agrian. The Earth Mother was seen as the tamer parallel of Sylvanus, the forest father of Druidry and Wilderness, uh, and as she was the deity of agriculture and plant cultivation. The Grain Goddess uh, was known to despise Talona and had many conflicts with Talos, Bane, and Malar. Many turned to her and her followers to bring good harvest to their crops, especially during times of drought or flood. Some even saw her as the life bringer of Toril and would pray to her for fertility. Mm. Where most gods are perceived as humanoid in form with avatars that mirror that concept, there are some that say Shantea's true form is the world itself, and what we perceive as her goddess form is merely her avatar state. Oh, would I be familiar with her, with her based on my history and where I'm from? She's not part of the Sildarine, mm -hmm. um, but you know of her, yes. Okay. She's respected as a nature deity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. More, more so, like, worship heavily in farm lands. Yeah. Gotcha. I take a mental note of that. And that's on the same sign as Mother's Garden, correct? That, that symbol? Is, that is, Mother's Garden is what appears to be a temple of Shantae. Okay, okay, cool. Ooh, I'm not going to do what I planned on doing. Then. <laughs> I'll keep that in the, in the catalog for later. <laughs> and that's the building directly to the left of the two-story uh, building that is the orphanage. Gotcha. And Forgive me. It's a larger garden with a pavilion, correct? Or is it like a greenhouse? So it's like a square uh, building that is like mm -hmm. pavilion style. So it's all open. There's very few solid walls, but in the center is a full square clearing that is the garden area. Yeah, and it's a, a dying tree with an empty pond and wiltered bushes. Withered bushes. Uh, I'll offer a small prayer to Shantea as we enter. Not as like merely in a sign of reverence of like this is obviously meant for you i'm going to be stepping in here possibly so shout out to shantea um that kind of prayer uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she does it silently and doesn't even like change her facial expression she just pays respect to the goddess for being a goddess okay okay and if i heard correctly uh you are going inside boss Yes, I okay. want to meet this mother. Um, would I have picked up that Voss was acting subdued and very uncomfortable with my passive inside of 14? That's up to him if he wants to try and hide it or not. Uh, I would, not necessarily from Vinley, but from everyone else around me. Roll a deception check. Certainly. 10. You definitely pick that up. Hmm. All right. I will head in as well. I'll stick close to Mr. Ronto. Okay. You walk into the old halls of the reformed orphanage, yet it doesn't look like it has changed much at all. Polished, dark, hardwood floors pave the halls lined with doorways. And you see a small rat scurry across down the hall. The sounds of plate and silverware echo down the corridor from a mess hall. 
A few muffled lectures can be heard from behind classroom doors as you see a few of the town's members volunteering to teach not only the orphans, but the town's children as well. It is hard to tell what it is and quite possibly could just be the troubled past you know this place to hold in its walls, especially noticing how Voss is feeling. But you get an unnerving feeling here. It isn't long before the gnomish man speaks up louder than usual as you meander down the halls trying to navigate the oddly familiar feel of this place 25 years later, if not more, for you, boss. Hello! We are here to meet the owner of this lovely institute! Oh, okay. What are you two doing? I, um, tell, uh, I kind of try to give the indication that maybe my arm's getting tired so that we can put the box down <laughs> for a moment. Um, Dor Doran gladly, yeah, gladly goes, oh, like you get that, oh, thank God, me too, like feeling from yeah. it. It's, and it's, as I'm the, the box down. stretching out, I am getting a bead on the place. Children also entrances, exits. My hand goes inside my coat and it's right on a dagger at a moment's notice. Okay. I, um, picking up uh, Voss's uncomfortability, I definitely have my arms in my, near my wands, but it's in that my familiar formality pose, kind of. And um, I think briefly she'll cut a side eye over to the classes in session. Um, because first and foremost, she is a teacher. Could I roll like an intelligence check to see how decent the education is here? Sure, go ahead. I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. Oh, oh, oh it was almost a natural 20. Um, six, they're doing great. Um, you Well, it's not just that you can't get a good like view inside. You're kind of passing by pretty quickly and you're trying to see inside and it just you don't want to stay too far away from boss and that's what's right. keeping you from lingering too long to really get a full view of what's being taught yep i uh i'll saddle up next to uh boss uh with my hands in my sleeves and i'll just give him a reassuring look of that kind of look where uh a friend looks at you and says no matter what happens here i have your back even if you're in the wrong Okay. Boss and... looks around. Finally, if if nobody else is coming, Boss will go. Hello. Before you say that, well, as you say, or that. as you say that, yep. Slinking in from around the corner is a beautiful, silky, chocolate-skinned woman dressed in fine-looking regal clothing. But as you look more intently, at least Vinley, you notice that it is made of mundane materials. The dull teal gray cylindrical flat-topped capresh-style hat and sleeveless gown wreathed in what appears to be emeralds and pearls give her a divine and royal presence that demands respect. However, with your closer inspection, you see that her clothes are just nicely finished and cared-for linens, accompanied with polished common white stones and verdite green stones woven into a beautifully round collar with golden colored thread. 
She looks at you with disdain and confusion from behind hazel eyes that shift in the light painted in stunning, or painted um, with stunning gold and black makeup that only makes her natural beauty shine that much brighter. It is considered rude to walk into someone's home uninvited. I am here to protect these children and I have no idea who you are. So before you take another step, explain yourself. Voss, for a moment, a slight chill runs down your spine, although she does not look as old as the woman you faintly remember. And knowing our memories can lie to us through distorted perception and outside influence over time, it is very hard not to shake the slight resemblance she has to the woman who sold you. And that is where we're going to take a break. Okay. If you have not done so already, uh, please enter hashtag beyond for your chance to win a player's bundle from D&D Beyond and hashtag Eldritch for your chance to win an Eldritch Foundry miniature. Uh, and before we continue and go to break, we want to address a very important thing that, to bring to everyone's attention. Uh, we understand that for many people, role-playing games and shows like this are there to give us a chance to escape from the real world and its dark problems. We all face either uh, personally or collectively. Tonight's episode will deal and has dealt with um, very dark problems and a very serious issue. Um, and D&D is filled with many monsters, but so is the real world. Human trafficking is a very real and serious issue around the world, but especially here in Atlanta where we are located. On D4, we sometimes deal with parallel horrors to the real world, and in doing so, we hope to bring light to these issues to help put an end to them through our stories. With your help of spreading awareness due, uh, and due diligence, we can help save lives. This is not something we take lightly and we want to use our platform to help those in need and remind them that they are not forgotten. Yes. If you have any information on human trafficking, please call the National Human Trafficking Hotline at 1-888-373-7888 or text 233-733. Or you can chat online or tip anonymously at www.humantraffickinghotline.org slash chat yeah and donate to the polaris project the amazing people that run the nhth they are a non-profit non-governmental organization that works to prevent human trafficking in north america uh, and with that we're going to take a short break welcome to rock punch where the jokes are freaking awesome and the shenanigans are always dabbing come join the gang on a, like a really hot vape adventure around atlanta georgia watch the crew as they just jerk off around the workplace dog complain about movies that you can watch on a phone or whatever, whatever. stream on twitch like minecraft and other stuff is boredom a part of your day then you need to seize the moment maybe take dmt look at that is it a bird is it a plane is it a reference to fleischer cartoons from the 40s anyway these guys don't have jobs i guess but they do at twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl 
Or if you're like old school and like analog, you can watch their videos. They're released every Wednesday on YouTube. You ever think that Wednesday is not spelled like it sounds? You should say it like Wednesday, but it doesn't. Anyway, whatever you do, hit that subscribe button and be the first to like it. What do you say about that, Colton? I... Great. I'm not... Excellent. We're totally in the same room together. Anyway, with entertainment for geeks and gamers, things that are cool now in 2020, there's surely something for everyone at Rock Punch. So take a break from all your sick skate moves on your Heelys, or save your money at the vape shop and tune into Rock Punch, bruh. Dab, 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 dab. Oh, yeah. It's your favorite cinnamon bun of joy, Seisha. That happened, and then... So, yeah, then this happened. And we're back. Woo, what a first half. Yes, fun times fun. in Daggerford. Times in Daggerford. Is Daggerford dangerous? I don't know. Okay. Seems fine to me. Nah. Uh, so half the party, including Seisha, V, Orkira, and Harold, made their way to the drill field where there was a uh, public trial. Yeah. For a possible execution. Yes. Um, through their words and maybe some magical cheating. Um, Harold's words, cheating. not mine. Good cheating. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> they were able to save the man, if so, only temporarily. Yep. Doing so, they learned quite a hefty bit of information that may or may not be pertinent to things. And uh, But in uh, with uh, the something turned him into an aberration and uh, a fight commenced as uh, half the city went a little bit mad. I will clarify this. The aberration he turned into was not just the pile of flesh and chaos that you've seen most hero dust turn people into. This seemed a little bit more controlled, focused, and, you know. Refined, if you will. Hmm. I do have a question that I should have asked earlier. Um, did I recognize the voice when it said my name? When like when everybody heard their name in that creepy voice? Oh did yes. I recognize that voice? Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm just making sure I recognized it. Okay. Yeah. That is that is definitely the voice from the void. Yeah. It is yep. not Kevin, to be clear. Cal yeah. Calvary Kevin. <laughs> make make a con save. <laughs> I, I didn't say it. Ethan, make a con save. Yeah, Ethan, make a con save. Upon saving the town as it went into chaos, felling this creature, they met with Morwen, and she gave them thanks and called upon their aid, possibly in the future, times to come. But then we switched over to Voss and Vinley, where they go to a deep, dark part of Voss's past, with Bilver, the toy maker, and Doran, his guard, as they walk into the old orphanage where Voss grew up in at least till the age of five. And calling out into the ether of the open hallways, seeing if they would get the attention of whoever runs this place, a beautiful dark-skinned woman comes in with a little disdain as they have just, strangers have just walked in uninvited and into a place, a sanctuary for children. And shouted. And shouted. <clears throat> but Voss recognized a bit of recognition towards this woman as 
similarities to the one that sold him as a child. And that is where we pick up on our second half. And before anything else happens, what are you all doing? Um, I'm standing next to Voss, trying to read him as best possible to see where this is going to go. Um, I will need to make another deception check, Ben. I'll actively make an insight this time. Yeah. Oh. He's uncomfy. <laughs> He actually feels great now. Wow. I agree. Six. Five. Uh, 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 <laughs> Does wow. anything change, or do you uh, resolve yourself, Voss? In um, eyes. She Did she beat me, or no? Five. No, got, got a five, you got a six. Okay. I got a natural nothing, one. Nothing changes in her eyes, then, as Voss, before Bilver can say anything, pauses for a moment, looks her dead in the eyes, and then graciously walks towards her and extends a hand. Forgive our rude interruption, madame. I am here accompanying my friend, Bilver, who has so graciously decided to donate toys to your charity. Bilver, please step forward. Ah, that's right! Bilver Gadry is the name, ma'am. This is my assistant, Doran. Apologies for coming unannounced. We live to bring joy, wonder, imagination, and creativity to young minds through our wondrous toys. Everything is made from wood and designed to not cause any harm. The woman who you can see is in her late 30s, maybe early 40s. Now looks at the two men before her and holds her hand out to you to shake it gingerly. I, I take it gingerly as she armed. Uh, I mean, she's not doing the one. She's sleeveless, so there's that. Okay. So you don't. I'm not see checking. I mean, just a cursory glance. Is she armed? Uh, through your passive perception, it does not look like she's hiding anything underneath her, uh, like sleeveless length dress that's kind of okay. tied around her waist. I turn back to Bilver and I say, I can attest to the quality myself, ma'am. He is a wonder. And <clears throat> she looks to you and says, and looks to you and then over your shoulder back towards Bindi. And you, are you looking to do business as well, madam? I'm merely accompanying my friends as well. And I was curious about the orphanage here. Yes, it, um, have you been here long? A few years, but Mr. Gadry, one insight will... check over everything she says from this point going forward. Go ahead and make an insight check, and that will be your insight check. Because yeah. I don't want to make. Does it be like fifty? Can I also make an insight check on whatever she's saying? Of course. Ooh. Twenty-three. Five. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Coming up short. I'm okay. distracted by uh, the linens. Um, and she goes, I have been here about five years, traveled up from Baldur's Gate for a simpler living. Uh, and with a 23 and a what? Five. Five? Again. You have no idea. 23, this sentence is correct. 
So yeah, we'll, we'll and we'll keep that 23 throughout the, and we'll let you know as, as we move on. Um, she will then turn to Bilver. Mr. Gadry, if you will follow me, we can discuss what it is you look to do and accomplish and what it is you mean. The rest of you can await in the front. There is a bench awaiting for sitting. It will not be long. I'll call for you when I'm finished here. I gra- I bow graciously. Uh, Doran, uh, this way, please. Ah, thank you very much, Miss Toronto and Miss Gallander. Hmm. And <clears throat> Doran just kind of looks at the chest and then unlatches the lock, but doesn't open it. Yeah. And then looks back and it, well, pulls one of the toys out um, to bring into the room, the office and looks back at you, kind of gives you a nod, and then you sit and watch the dark-skinned woman usher Doran and the gnomish toy maker inside of her office before sitting at a large desk. A few of the toys are brought in for her to inspect as Bilver goes over his history, his purpose, and his love of children as they, uh, as the spark of unjaded wonder and joy they breathe back into the world and remind us of our own youth. You see a few kids, a young Air Genasi girl and a tabaxi and a human boy's eyes light up as they see the chest of toys left out in the open hall just outside of the head mother's office. I look back at where I assume the doors are closed. Do they see anything? Yeah, you heard them like Bilver just start going, blah, 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 blah. let me tell you everything about me and my, and she closes the door behind and you can And you can hear him even muffled through the door. <laughs> loud yeah yeah i get down on one knee slightly open the uh chest and i pull out one of them hmm. hopefully one that i've seen him operate before yeah yeah it's the, yeah. the little little duck that waddles and and wings flap i place it on the ground wind it up and let it move towards them what kind yeah. of a read do i get on these kids okay um just with your passive insight. No, 23. That's reading mother. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just with your passive insight. They're not holding back anything as they just erupt into uh, elation and joy and wonder as um, they they continue, like as soon as it ends at their feet, one of them picks it up and winds it up again and just like puts it in front of them and is almost like a duckling themselves following its mother but the mother is the toy. Who seems to be the most exuberant of the group? Um, the tabaxi, who's the youngest. I oh, gently approach him. Um, try not to startle him, as I know I have a tendency to do that. <laughs> I get down low and I say, hello there. Uh, hello? Who are you? My name is Mr. Ronto. What is yours? I am um, Ashen of the Grey Wind. But are those your toys? No, they're not mine. They belong to a friend of mine. But I think very shortly they'll belong to all of you. Which one's mine? We'll figure that out. Be patient. Are you... 
Are you the fat man? <laughs> then we... <clears throat> Maybe. Tell me what the fat man's like. You don't look very fat. Well, you don't look very windish or very gray, now do you? Well, they say that I forget his forget his name, but he comes near really early. You're supposed to come when it's cold. Well, schedules do change, and maybe we got a little excited too. I was supposed to come when it was cold. Tell me, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe you can help me. What do you want to know? Before I tell you whether or not I'm the fat man, why don't you tell me what you know about him? Well, if you're good and you learn your maths and your words and you're good and you do what mother says, then uh, he comes in and and he comes and he gives you a gift. Has Voss ever heard this colloquial tale before? Make a history check. Can okay. I also make that history check? Sure. Because yeah. I've traveled quite a lot. Ooh, 25. 12. Um, Y'all have to make history checks on the fat man. <laughs> Uh, I'm, oh man. You really think I, I'd know this? Uh, no, Vos, like Voss I get, but Fenley. I grew up on an island. I don't know human folk Well, tales. that's true. You were on an elf <laughs> island. I don't think they really probably celebrated the Batman. I rarely got gifts, and if they were, they were dead things, which... Um, you have, uh, you've... You, I don't know if you're Voss, you've heard, like, tale of, like, some, like, cultural traditions of this. Okay. So and it's more a... so like you're pulling from deep memories of your own childhood. Yeah. You're going to when you were younger than five. And um, there is rumors of a father winter. Okay. I um, quickly break that line of thinking. And then finally, as he's in, as I get what he's getting at now, I say, no, we're more assistants, you could say. Else, we are a bit early. If you will. I point to her and to her ears. Uh, and Vinley, you're 25. Uh, there's, there is mo a lot of like the cultures for like uh, um, winter, oh God, what's the holiday? I just completely, a winter solstice is the it's based around a lot of like religions and and clerics and so like you know if you're an adventurer a lot of like timora followers because you know luck and money and mistra <laughs> if you're a mage shantae if you're a farmer it kind of goes based on that uh, there's no actual, actual like deity. <laughs> deity of giving or anything like that I'm sure Vinley would have grown up hearing about a gift giver or a gift bringer, something very vague to yeah. that, to kind of warm up winter. Yep. 
Well, I can tell you this. I'm not the fat man, unfortunately. But since I answered you, would you mind answering something for me? Um, yeah, okay. How long has your, um, mother been here? Tell me what you think of her. Well, I'm only... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This means... Is three. That's three. So the whole... Whole time... The whole... The whole time... She's been here a long time. Okay. Mm. She nice and kind and... Yeah. Yeah, she's mother. Mm. I see. What do you what do you do here then for fun, for play, that sort of thing? Uh uh well we we play uh touch and go and mm-hmm. and we play um um hide and and we we tell stories or or they they read stories to us um <laughs> we make games and you can see that the child is just like trying to pull things from the ether of mm-hmm. so just yeah grasping at straws in their mind damn this interrogation isn't going quite like i thought it would <laughs> um <laughs> can i look for an older child um, the, there are three here, and that's mm-hmm. the only ones you see. Everyone oh, else gotcha. is, yeah. is in classrooms or, or this elsewhere. That's what we got And all, the oldest one around you is probably five, and that's the heir to Nasi. Um, I, curious, say, would the three of you like to play a game? <laughs> and you see their eyes light up, which they're just like, I mean, yeah. I nudge Vinley and I say, oh, you, don't, "You don't think Mom's mother's going to be mad at us if we play a game, do you?" I mean, I mean, we're supposed to, we're we're supposed to be eating, but we we can we can play a game. This won't take long. I go to the tree in the center of the garden. Oh, so you're you're taking the children out of the orphanage. Oh wait, that's not in the orphanage. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. It's next door. Yeah. Then I'll I'll do something else then. Okay. I'm not kidnapping children. Um, <laughs> not today. Um, is there a high beam, high place somewhere in this? Uh, yes, there is. Um, about in the hallways, the hallways reach up to, uh, fifteen to twenty feet. You see some stairwells and uh, uh like catwalks that line rooms and stuff like that but the center hallways are 15 to 20 feet tall thinking back to how i was when i age and how i was a bit both learned and trained and knowing what i was capable of i take a single gold out and i place it fairly high in an area that's a little difficult to climb and i say to them 
I nudge Vinley and I say, get ready to cast Featherfall in case this doesn't work out correctly. I saw what you were doing. I'm ready. I say, whoever's the first one to get that can keep it. And you find, um, uh, like, on a, a ledge on a sconce is mm-hmm. probably yep. where you think is at least still doable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you watch the the human boy, like, eyes light up. He's maybe four as he, like, <laughs> wallows over and just fails miserably at trying to climb up this wall. Could I actually bring them into a huddle real fast? Sure. Um, so I'm going to call them over away from Bill. And I have to call him Bill right now or I'll forget. Uh, I, I will nudge you it. as you're doing. I will nudge you as you're doing this and say I'm doing this for a reason. Don't give them too much of an advantage. Then I won't do what I was going to do. Okay. I'm sure it would have been very cute, but I'm okay. not doing this. So right. you watch as the human human boy tries to climb, fails miserably. Can, can only get like a couple up before he slides down. Mm-hmm. Then you watch as the tabaxi kid actually begins to climb up the wall and you think he's going to get it. Before you see the air genasi girl closing her eyes and then you watch as she and you be, watch her begin to float and rise up into the air. As the air around her begins to swirl, you see her hair just kind of float a little bit as almost suspended in water and she just slowly just very slowly eases on up and just like dog paddling her way up the side of the wall (laughs) plucks the coin Um, i applaud it's very good i got it and looking at knowing that you wanted to do something and feeling that i got the information that i wanted I, i pull out another gold and i say why don't you try again and the pretty elf will help you with something this time. Right. Everyone come here. And she's going to, like, squat down as low as possible and actually take off her gloves um, and just gently rest her hands on uh, on two of them as she conjures Savard to sneakily touch the back of another one very lightly. And she goes, Now, what you did was very beautiful. And talking to the Air Genasi girl and says, but I think we should make the playing field a little bit more even, don't you think? And she will cast Fly at uh, fifth level to get all three of them at the same time. Okay. And then she will point to the coin and say, now just believe you're floating through the air that way. And, uh, You watch as they kind of close their eyes. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. And the human boy begins to rise up into the air and goes. And the air genasi again sneezes as she rises up. But this time, instead of just levitating up, begins to fly. (laughs) <laughs> Ashes and Grey Wind, the tabaxi, does it, but it's like <laughs> upside down and just has like end over end, like just no idea what they're doing. 
Uh, Vinley's like actually giggling. Uh, it's a very off-putting sound. Uh, <laughs> but as they're flying around, she's just going to call out to them and say, enjoy that. It's, it'll last a little bit longer. And always remember the fun part of elves is we have magic. And she makes a small rainbow in her hands, reaching between the two and then closes it. And it's about this time. You hear the door open. And you watch the kids, kind of like their eyes light up. One, uh, uh, I give the, I give one more piece of gold to the one who didn't get anything. Okay. And uh, you see the human boy swoop down, grab the, the duck as they then fly off around the corner. And you can hear their giggling laughter just kind of echo around the corner. And you you see as Mother Step like is coming out, you see her eyes kind of go to the side and see the kids. And you see her smile a bit as she looks towards you all. Doesn't say anything. Uh, but <clears throat> Bilver and Doran exit the room. With a, now with a small coin purse heavier in tow. The two men smile towards the you all and begin to uh, they open up the the crates and Bilber notices that there's one missing as he looks around your work is already being claimed (laughs) and his eyes like light up fantastic uh i turn tell me what was their reaction they they were so ecstatic, they seemed to drift away. And you, you actually watch, and he like jumps up and like spins in the air with excitement. Yippee! Mm. Oh, I, was, I wish I was here to see it. Anyways, anyways, yeah. Mother, thank you so much. And as I said, our shop should be open as soon as we can. Please, please bring the kids by. I cannot wait to fill them with joy. But in the meantime, this crate is a gift to those which comes and, oh, I'm so excited. And as you watch them leave, a smile and a wave to you and a joyful nod before you suddenly realize the stunning woman is now standing in front of you. Please step in my office. Of course. Um, can Savard be under my, uh, this thing? <laughs> your your yes uh, tunic flap yeah so he's not visible but still out and ready to do something if I need him okay crush piece <laughs> fast <laughs> tabard flap tabard yeah that I, uh, style tabard flap mm-hmm. I follow you walk into a low lit dark wood room with half closed slated louvered shutters on all the windows. The woman lets you enter first before closing the slightly elevated door behind her and gestures for you to sit on the leather Chesterfield couch with buttony tufting. As she then sits at her high wingback regal chair behind the desk opposed to the couch. I act like I am inspecting the Leather, admiring it, maybe. I am checking for any kind of trapped mechanism on Make this Make an chair. investigation check. Okay. Um, I'm going to sit 
sit on the couch. And as I do, Savard is going to crawl across me and underneath the couch to hide. Okay. Go ahead and make a stealth check for Savard. Yes. Um, he has advantage. Uh-huh. No, 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 don't. I had to roll two d20s. Uh, so that is an 18. Okay. Got it. As far as you know, Savard is hidden. My 16. Is 18. <laughs> Looking over the couch, kind of running your hand across the very fine leather. Um, it doesn't look to be like noble-esque in a way, just nice for what you expect to be. Okay. I will um, also. Okay. And as you sit, you look and see two bookshelves stand towering behind her, filled with Odd worldly trinkets and midi leather bound books and ledgers. The 20 foot high ceiling looks unkempt and covered in dust with a few cobwebs juxtaposed to the well maintained lower half of the room. So, Mr. Ronto, what in Miss Galanodel, what brings you to Daggerford? Aside from accompanying a toy maker, are you looking to adopt? You look like a lovely couple. Is this the expression you're making, like Vinley's making right now? It's it's very much like a like a like hmm, I huh. <laughs> I don't know how to take this, and I don't know how to react to this, and I also don't know if this is okay. <laughs> um, Voss says nothing, but uh, says, I must admit I'm a little off-put. Not necessarily by anything we've seen here, but I had heard of this place in the past and had a different feel and reputation to it. Forgive me. Was there someone caretaking this place before you? There was. And what happened to her? And you see the woman's face kind of look away from you as she somberly sits contemplated for a moment before looking back at you. She was my aunt. My mother died in childbirth, and I never knew my father. She was a wicked woman who treated me no different than any other orphans. A burden she was more than happy to relinquish herself of. She dragged me down to Hell's Gate with her and left me in an orphanage there. I learned what it was to grow up without love, without family, and without a mother, and vowed I would never let any child have that feeling again. And I came here and I found love. I made a family through the community, and I am now everyone's mother. With your insight. Yeah. I really wish I didn't get a five. It is hard to tell exactly what it is that she's lying about, as there are many truths woven into the threads. 
Maybe she's being reserved about her past, hiding some of the pain she doesn't want to fully divulge. You can tell she has spent time in Baldur's Gate. She knows what it feels like to be alone. And she has found love. Vas is silent for a bit. And reaches out with his right hand. Are her hands gloved? They are not. I'm assuming then she does not have the mark. Because no one would show it this brazenly. <clears throat> not that you see. Okay. Um, I extend my right hand out uh, in a comforting gesture and say, I am sorry that you had to endure such a thing, hoping that she'll extend her left to take mine. Okay. It'll be on the same side. Like a, like a, that kind of gesture? Like yes. A, like very yeah. much like, let me, let me hold your hand and feel this moment yes, together. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead and make a persuasion check. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. Hmm. 13. Okay. She will offer her hand, like, she will accept your hand. I run my thumb gently over her left ring finger. Do I feel anything there? Go ahead and make an investigation check. Okay. Eyes have been fooled before. 11. You run over it and she doesn't keep it there long but you don't really you don't get a good feel so you're not quite sure i must admit we didn't come here with that intention necessarily but you keep such good care the children here i see nothing but happiness and joy where i go it's hard not to be infected by I suppose I'd rather draw sword I admit but it does seem that you do give them love yes I love all of my children and I care for them as if they were my own until they can find a home and forgive me for prying into the dark areas of your past, but what happened to this wicked woman? She left me, and I never saw her again. Well, as I said, I am sorry. But for now, we were simply accompanying him. As I kind of look around the office, does it feels like this, she's traveled a bit? It does from the worldly trinkets that are kind of lining the shelves. I was about to ask, uh, could I roll like uh, history or arcana to see if I recognize any of these trinkets or tomes or anything like that? You would roll uh, history for the trinkets. Gotcha. Kill me, I guess. Uh, 12. <laughs> 
<laughs> you notice a couple that you're more familiar with that are kind of like the Sword Coast. Mm-hmm. But um, beyond that, you can't be like, oh, that's from there, that's from there, that's from there. You're just kind of like, oh, that, yeah, that's kind of Sword Coasty stuff. Gotcha. Nothing that stands out as you should not have this. <laughs> yeah. I must say, it's a weighty decision to make. And to kind of sell the illusion, I extend my right hand to Vinley. And if she's hesitating, I will just take her hand. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks about it for like half a second and is like, oh yeah. And she'll like <laughs> gently lay her hand atop yours. <laughs> um. <clears throat> well. Yeah, that's fair. So the last thing that she said that sits with you mulls over for a second. The, she left me and I never saw her again. You pick up that. That is a lie. Okay. Voss. Feeling. That. He's gotten what he's needed right now. Says. We'll be in Daggerford for a little while. Perhaps we'll see you again. Is there somewhere... And he kind of looks back at the orphan, kind of back at the children. Is there somewhere we could meet you outside, Mark Hours? We may not be able to make our way by here again. Well, I'm I sure she's a busy I'm always working, and I am always here. A mother's work is never done. <laughs> then I suppose this is where we will have to find you. What Thank you. And uh, let me go ahead and make a roll real quick. Yeah. Do I need to make another deception check? Go ahead and make me a deception check. Yeah. And I give him advantage somehow <laughs> by us pretending to be <laughs> his. Uh, in this partner. instance, no. Okay. It's that's based fair. on stuff that he has done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Within this conversation. That's, that's fair. Not bad, but we'll see. 15. You see her eyes fall on you for a moment. What are you really after, Mr. Ronto? I take a moment. Can I supportively, like, do the thing that I know Petunia would do to Harold if he was having a hard time and do that, like, back rub thing that she does of just, like, touching the back of his shoulder and like rubbing it like we're not stopping you that sounds great <laughs> yeah and giving that look of like it's okay like you can tell her like she's um, pretending to be uh like i don't want to say subservient but very very caring towards this those are the same thing wow clearly well, she hasn't said much. <laughs> no, she hasn't. But in any case, Voss just says, just a bit of perspective on you, on this place, and the fine 
work that you do here. You would be able to feel, Vinley, my heart is beating like a jackhammer with barely constrained rage. But feeling I am at my limit, I give a gracious bow to her and say, I feel that we will speak again before we leave, madame. And of course, feel free to contact me. Um, as you can probably tell, I know a bit of magic and I would love to put on a show for the children if they would enjoy such a thing. You see her eyes linger. What kind of arcanist are you, Miss Galanoda? Abjuration. Yeah, go ahead and roll that deception. Yeah. yeah. I can't I cannot help you down this uh, You guys have been chosen. rolling so great so far. I can't wait to see how this turns out. Four. <laughs> hey, I don't have a minus one anymore. Mother knows you're a liar. Mother, Mother knows. knows. No, you may not. Very well. You should know that the children currently adrift have roughly seven more minutes before the magic runs out and they'll need someone to catch them if they are too high. Have a wonderful day, Mother. Is that a threat? No, simply letting you know that in my magic only lasts for 10 minutes and they are children and they could be in the rafters right now. I would hate to see one fall. In genuine earnesty, Mother. I quite like those three. I bow graciously, say nothing else, but exit out the door. I will exit with him. She stay in her office. She goes to the doorway and just watches you leave, but she doesn't go beyond that. Front door to this place. What's the lock on it like? Um, it would be a heavy regular lock. There's not any like fortification, like barring holds like, uh, fortresses have or anything like that. So it looks to be a large, slightly more complicated basic lock. As we are leaving, if we get out of sight of her, I would like to attempt to sabotage this lock to make it easier to come back here at night. <clears throat> How? <laughs> Um, could just be as to make it subtle. Um, okay. I would like to take both hands and in the bracer with the blade, let the blade slide into the lock and just let it jam it just a little bit in order to kind of destroy some of the mechanisms inside of it as we leave. You'll have to make a sleight of hand check. Understood. Do I see him, uh, like, going to do this? I'll let you know. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I was going to try and give him assistance. Natural 20, 25. <laughs> I was going to cheer, and now I'm not so sure, actually. Oh now boss. I need you to make a thieves' tools check. At disadvantage, because you are not using thieves' tools. That is fair. That is fair. Your but you know it's not being seen. Yep. 
12. All right. You do what you can with a bracer dagger in a block. You're not sure if it did anything or not, but you know that you you definitely got in there and did it quickly enough to not be seen. You won't be able to, to fully know if you were able to sabotage it enough until you get your thieves tools in there. I... As soon as we are out of this building, I go somewhere out of sight. If Vinley sees me, that's fine. So but I as, you, as you were closing speak. the door, you mm -hmm. both hear um, Mother's voice uh, say, Ashes, Grant, and Gale, please descend and return to your duties. And as you're leaving, you hear, Ah, hey. Yes. All right, Mother. As they come down, uh, and then you uh, door closes. You're standing just outside the doors of the orphanage. Uh, there is a to the left of where you stand on the outside, looking back down the street. To your left is a ro the road that leads directly to Ducal Castle, and to your right is the Shantea Temple. Shantea Temple with the old tree. I head towards the old tree, but as soon as I am out of sight, and as soon as anyone except Binley, obviously, because I don't care if she doesn't sees me, I let loose a breath and then slam my fist against the wall as hard as I can. I say, she was lying. Oh, um... Bill, you're going to have to give me a second, and she's going to grab your shoulders, and her eyes are going to roll back into her head. Okay. And she's going to start looking through Savard. Okay. And I'm going to try and investigate the office while she's talking to the children through Savard's eyes. Trying to okay. get into small crannies that only a butterfly could get into, where Copy possibly... that. How long are you doing this? Um... Uh, probably until Mother returns, and then I would dismiss Savard. So I'd probably only have, like, a round or two. Got it. Go ahead and make me an investigation check. Okay. Natural fucking 20, 29. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh, for my part, I will, knowing that she's done this a million times before, uh, uh, bring her into me so as to, like, you know, not draw Like in an intimate embrace. <laughs> yes, exactly. And as luck would have it, knowing you only have moments, mere moments to do this, Savard flutters low underneath the desk and you land on something on the bookshelf as you go to turn around to try and get a different perspective of the room. And it's as you're on this object, you see a book that looks out of place. You look over it and its pages seem to be glued together. And gotcha. where there is marks of other books being removed and put back, this one does not seem like it has ever been removed. There's a fine layer of dust right still in front of it. 
I'll uh, like quietly whisper exactly what I see to uh, Voss. Um, and is there enough room behind the books for him to s crawl back behind? It or will... is it flush to the wall? It's flush to the wall. Okay, then I'll just uh, dismiss him. And as you are dismissing, the last thing you see is the door opening. And then your vision goes away as as Savar dismisses. I've I found something. Um, we, sh you know, I just told you. Um, um. No, no, you did, you did well. Something's going on. Yes. Okay. We'll find um, out what. We should probably continue walking. Um, are I, you okay? I feel great. But I need your help with something first. Always. I walk to the tree. I will follow. Is it still there? As you walk up to the old, green, nearly lifeless oak tree, you feel almost lost, especially in this moment. It's withered state, it's fading and dying like a foggy recollection of your life here in the past. Yet its roots still cling to the earth from which it came, cementing itself in its history. You run your hand across the old, tightly woven bark whose lines and grooves run like old wrinkles on a face of a forgotten friend. After many, many years, you come face to face with your past. An old friend, a living memory. For a moment, you hear laughter. You feel the sun upon your face and the wind in your hair as you hide in the bushes nearby. A young orcish boy counts upwards to ten while burying his face in his arms against the tree. A rustle in the bushes next to you grabs your attention as you see a half-elven girl only a year or two younger than you light on her feet, prances through the garden. Six, seven, you smile, knowing you have the best hiding spot. You always have the best hiding spot. Something that was just innately built into you for as long as you could remember. She was always faster, more graceful, hard to catch. Eight, nine. You grow a little concerned as you haven't seen the other young boy. You know to be lurking in the garden where the boy counting was clever. You were sneaky, where she was graceful, the other boy was naturally all three, with a drive to always win by any means necessary. Tim, ready or not, the great pirate Lascalier will find you. And it is in that moment you hear something behind you before it is too late and you are shoved and tumble out of the bushes into the small pond by the boy too clever for his own good, too sneaky to be seen, too graceful to be heard. You are impressed and devise a plan to get him back the next game you play as you all bust out laughing in joyous happiness as it all begins to fade away like sand slipping through your fingers. And as you come to, 
the area around you fades back to gray, dark and dreary. A mirror to the storm inside you as your hand traces over the four names you all carved into the tree that day. Orias, Garland, Mellow, and Boss. Is everything okay? This is all that's left. Can you use some of your magic to take this out? I don't know what'll happen in the future. Um, you want me to remove the names? I'd like to take this piece with me. Okay. Um. Um, I don't have much magic in the way of nature. I, I could kill it, but. Then can you help me? Of course. And I pull out a small knife and hand it to you. And I will use my steady hands to help carve out this piece of the tree need you to make a stealth check. You can do, one of you can do it with advantage since you are aiding each other, but there is an old man that runs this temple. Fair enough. I'll let you roll with advantage. Thanks. Uh, 27. Oh, he rolled an 8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is my uh, Harold uh, talkie talk. Uh, go ahead and uh, now make me a survival check as you carve out the tree. One of you can do it with advantage. Um, I would actually like Vinley to do this. Alright. I'll roll it with advantage. Oh, wow. Uh, eight. Ooh. I rolled two fours. Okay. Um, as you're prying it off in a way, you get the full chunk of it, but um, there's a crack that runs through it. And Voss, you see that that crack runs through the name Garland. As we're doing this and as I'm looking at it. We were sold as one. We were a package deal. Orle was always the strongest amongst us, actually. But he was always the gentlest. He was a half-orc. strong, but kind, sweet, sensitive. He cried a lot. Garland was rival. He was the best amongst us in many ways. But he was heroic driven. Mello was the sweet one. Dexterous. Grace. A dancer's grace. 
We thought that we would roam the high seas like pirates, saving lives, eating evil. There is something in the reforged ring called forging the iron. It's a ritual. To be in the Slaver's Guild, you have to have the humanity beaten out of you. And after five years on Bracken's ship, that's exactly what he intended to do. Bracken was an orc, massive, full of hate and rage. He hated how kind Orly was. It was an insult to his race. I still remember when he set Orly and Garland on one another. Orly refused to fight. He turned to you and said, that was the noble thing to do, right? He wouldn't kill his friend. In any story, he would have been rewarded for his noble action, yes? Most likely. Garland, who'd been beaten down like the rest of us, killed him in a moment of hesitation. And in a fit of rage, I grabbed Bracken's own saber and I drove or or Garland through. That was the first time I killed someone and felt satisfied with it. My eyes were red. The moment I calmed down, I realized Mello, or what was left of her, saw the whole thing. Bracken laughed. He said, Another ring forged in the iron. Glasses were raised. They took their bodies and threw them overboard like trash. Uh, she tries to take your hand. He does not take it. <sighs> Mello was sold a couple months later. I was all that remained. You remember when you wanted me to go to the snake woman to have my memories removed? Yes. I can never do that because I'm the only one who knows them. I will live with these moments for the rest of my life and there should be no other way to it. I... I don't believe that's fair to you, Voss. I think you were, as you said, beaten down. I don't think. I disagree. I could have made the good choice and I could have died. That 
would have been the noble choice rather than all the people I've chained or the lives I've ruined. There is no sum total of redemption that will equal all the pain and misery I've caused in this world. But that's fine. I accept that. But, and I look down at the cracked thing, I was hoping I could have one thing. One last pure thing untarnished. And I take my finger across the crack that this is appropriate. As I put it into my code, I say, I'm returning here tonight and I'm getting the answers I want. Even if we have to pry them out of her own mouth. I show you the torture kit. Yes. You don't have to come, but I would appreciate your help. Vas. I'm not saying I've done things nearly as bad as you have, but I have done some pretty terrible things as well. I don't seek redemption for my actions or atonement. I wish to... This time that you get Orkira's voice filling your mind, and then again. What is it? That sounds great. We'll meet you back at the tavern. It was a productive day at the orphanage. Uh, Okira sent me a message, and okay. she ends the ends the sending and then says that. Um. They apparently fought a monster in the middle of the trial, or after the I don't know. She just said that a monster appeared, and... Voss. We can do this together. I have no qualms. Getting information from anyone. And I want you to understand that. But I also want you to understand... You don't need redemption to still be a good person in the moment. You, uh, you are your past, but you are also your present and your future and what you determine to do with it is important. Your past isn't. And I want you to understand that. If everyone was their past, I wouldn't be here. And I want you to know with your past, everything you just told me. I don't hold ill will towards you. I would have made the same decision in your, in your shoes. Fine speech. I tried. We should reconvene with the rest of the group. Of course. And Vinley, for what's worth, thank you for sharing this with me. Of course. At least one other person knows they existed. And I will never forget them. And I will live for a very long time. 
this open. <laughs> we'll head what? back for now. Come back tonight. I agree. And Orkira, do you let the others know that Vinley has messaged you to let you meet back at the Lady Luck Tavern? Oh yeah, absolutely. As soon as I get the message. Uh, they said they had a productive day. That's good. I guess we'll split up later and go explore stuff. But we got the information we needed already, I guess. Yeah, we should we should probably let them know about that Everything. information. And if they said productive, it like that sounds like something happened. I I don't know. Like, what was how much production can you do with just delivering toys? He just squeezes Harold's arm. Boss and Venley being productive in an orphanage gives me unease. I think it's not great. We should probably get back. Yeah. Let's I mean, it's an back. orphan. It's it, it's an orphanage. Yeah. Did they just play hide and seek with the kids? What? I'm worried they recruited or something. Let's let's get back. Uh, v uh pulls Harold's arm to try to talk to him privately. Harold will walk away with V for a moment and be like. Do you think maybe Bilver? I think maybe the orphanage isn't much different from the hospital. Only one way to know. Hopefully, he'll tell us when he comes back. I can't imagine what productive. What else productive could mean? I agree with you. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe it means Bilver's actually bad. Maybe it means that they had a really good time. I don't know. Let's just wait until he finds <laughs> out. But I think you're. I think you're right. I can't imagine Vinley calling having a good time and a, a productive. Yeah. Oh, this is bad. Okay. 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 We'll just. Um. I'll. I'll. It'll be. I'll just wait to see. Well, just play it cool. I mean, this is really, at the end of the day, this is really his thing. And however he wants to handle it is like, how he's going to handle it. It's so messed up. Well, these are the sort of things that he he handles well. Okay, well, hopefully it ends in an okay way. Let's see what he has to say and we'll go from there. We catch back up. Yeah, so Akira and Seisha have been walking ahead. I think it's pretty obvious from our passive perceptions that you intentionally dropped back. And so Akira will turn to you and say, we should talk about something so that we're not overhearing what they're about to say. Because it sounds like they want to have some privacy. And I'm just, I'm not going to be able to stop. So, um, uh, yeah. You're I, I mean, I know it's really hard for you to talk about this, so I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> Because I'm trying, I'm really trying not to listen. <laughs> I know I feel the same way. I kind of want to just ah! see you get me. You I get know, me. right? Right? Besides, like, I mean, we even... wouldn't want to be like reading their lips and say she kind of glances look, back look, at look, them look, and then back don't, around. Don't, no, look over there. Look over okay, there. That's that's right? that's a garbage they're, pile. They're friends, and we want to make sure that they you guys are talking friends. very emphatically. Is everything okay? Everything's We're trying. Fine. We're trying not to listen in because you wanted to yeah. have some private time. 
Oh, okay. The old, I got it, got it. Yeah, this is better than in the bag when you would like talk to yourself, you know, that's. I mean, you say that like I don't talk to myself all the time, but no, this was. I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But now at least I've got Sasha to distract me when you need private time. Yeah. Yeah. I am a great distraction. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, you kind of are. We're very good at distracting (laughs) each other. See? It's. We're the distraction twins. We're very good at it. Oh, Oh, look, there's the tavern. There we go. All All right. right. And as you make your way (laughs) (laughs) along the the westerly wall towards the caravan gate, you actually pass the official Timor's temple on the way there towards Lady Luck Tavern. And as you round about, you see the marketplace is like now filled with people and alive and well and Although a lot of the things they're selling seemed to be ruined or the produce is just rotten or not grown very well. And you see meandering down the Duke's way is a very somber looking Voss and Vinley. You stand on the outside precipice, the old warehouse turned tavern, the Lady Luck Inn. Oh, that was good timing. I was just talking about how I would send along your message. All right. Speaking of your message, would you mind elaborating? Yeah, let's (laughs) go inside and we can tell you the details. I don't know if this is something we want to talk about uh, out here. Let's go to the room then. Yeah. All right, you all head upstairs into uh, one of the rooms and uh, kind of sit down uh, together as a group. I will, I don't know if we want to uh, fast forward, but Rakir will give like the TLDR of what happened okay. of of everything, like pretty accurately, not embellishing though. So, okay. and then at the end of it be like, yeah, and then we decided to just come back instead of, going all over the city because it kind of sounds like we found out a lot of what we needed and maybe we should uh, get ready for a meeting tomorrow with the person in charge of the entire city. Did she say why she wanted to meet with you? Or not, us in this case? Not specifically, but she was talking about how there was problems and she complimented us a lot about being adventurers and I got the sense she probably is going to ask us to go check out the water supply. That seems kind to be... of a vibe. Do you get from this woman? Uh, uh, respectable, uh, trustworthy, not afraid to speak her mind. Badass. She fought with us. Okay. Um, I, I I like her. She's someone I'd trust in the field. All I right. mean, she did jump to go after the creepy dude when he turns Heads into up. A... Before I forget. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I was standing in a truth, a, a zone of truth, and I wasn't thinking straight. And I mentioned that they, that we were, while we were in town, we were looking around for signs of a slaving ring. You didn't mention me, did you? No, no, I never, I, once oh, I did that, orphanage. I, imme- nope, no mention of the orphanage, nothing. Wonderful. And at that, right. is going to put two and two together and look over and say, productive? I look at Vinley, knowing that she probably gave away too much, but turn to the rest of the group and say, 
The orphanage in this town is where I was raised and sold. Sold? Yes. Wait, what? Have you ever heard of the organization known as the Reforged Ring? I've been on this plane of existence about a week. Fair enough. They're a slaver's guild. I was a member. Emphasis on was, it sounds like. Yes. And you're afraid this orphanage is connected? It was. I grew up in that orphanage. <laughs> and I was sold there. We met the woman. I turned to Harold. I don't think Bilver is involved. I think your instincts were right on that. You thought... Never mind. Con continue with what you were saying. As for the woman who runs it, known as Mother, I'm not sure. She... I felt she lied to me several times, and Vinley found some suspicious items in her office. Right. She had a book that seemed very suspiciously glued together and never have been touched. It warrants further investigation. Probably, like, pull it out and bookshelf moves. That was my thought. How many people I... do you want for the operation? This needs to be done with stealth, and this needs to be done with subtlety. No more than three. Out of curiosity, why? Why stealth? Why secrecy? I never knew the extent to which the orphanage was connected to the city. It may, as of yet, be connected there still. We were told that adventurers are given much more leeway where the laws are concerned. Whatever, so. the, whatever the case may be, until I know where everything stands, trying to approach this openly is out of the question. I need to know. You need to know if the orphanage is a part of this anymore. Yes. Plus, I would like to go. I'll leave my armor here. If you believe this woman is bad, I want to help you. Then you have to say that you will not stop me from what I feel I need to do. I promise. Swear. I swear to you, I will not stop you from doing what you feel you need to do. What do you feel you, you need know. to do? I need to get every scrap of information out of this place and this woman that I can. I can make sure that the information you get is the truth. Okira, I don't think it's wise that you come. Are we having one of those moments in where you need to do something and you're gonna make a decision and you're not gonna think about other possibilities? In this case, I don't um, see any stream other is down. Hmm? I've got a network error. Oh, mine's still going. Mine's still going as well. Oh, no, it's just That's on your end. You're sorry. good. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Got worried for a second. And the world stops for a moment. Sasha, check your phone. You got a network error. 
Stupid boars! <laughs> anyway. I don't feel there is another route on this. I will also be accompanying him tonight. Anyone who can keep stealthy, I'm not going to say you can't come. But I need to know, and I need to know tonight. And I'm going there. I, I can't be stealthy, but I can do what we did the last time. You needed to be stealthy and hang out outside and wait and keep an eye on things. And then, I mean, Seisha knows the same spells I do in order to get the truth out of somebody. So you've got that. This will be done in the dead of night. I don't I... know if the woman suspected us or not. She seemed... She wasn't dumb by any stretch of the imagination. She might have known something was up. So I don't know if we'll encounter resistance or not. How did Carol, you part you with her? Did you leave on good terms? Absolutely not. Oh. What were you going to say, Harold? Gonna say, well, I'll, I'll get a hold of you before you guys head off for this thing. It sounds well, like you, it sounds like you got your three. As for that, in any case, it sounds like we've all had a. What time of day? What time is it? We haven't been out for very long. Early. Been early. like okay. Yeah, two, uh, maybe three hours at most since you've woken up. Now I say busy three hours. <laughs> Then I say there's plenty of time till nightfall. I assume it sounds like you were very importantly interrupted, and it does sound like you found out some critical information. We found out where the Harrow Dust is coming from, its trade route, and that they were basically assaulted by Far Realm creatures who force fed them all of the Harrow Dust and injected them with the mother's milk. And they all transformed, except for the one guy who woke up with a eye on his chest and came to town and he ended up turning into a harrow beast and the elder eye spoke to us oh yeah. yeah that was horrifying oh is that what that thing was yeah that was the elder eye i think i hate it that wasn't fun i hate it but we managed to dispatch the the far realm beast without any of the surrounding people coming to any harm almost well aside from one guy but he he punched Orkira. I healed him. It's okay. Yeah. Are any of you suffering any lingering effects? I understand that sometimes this hits you deep. Uh, Orkira more or less took care of it. I'll have those nightmares later. It's fine. <laughs> Do all of you feel up to doing what we originally planned during the day then? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I suggest we all do that and attempt to fill the hours with the rest of the day that way then. Of course. Sounds like a plan. All right. Good work, all of oh, you. Oh, did you guys tell him about the mountain? No. I, um, I, I would have said yeah, everything that all that would have been. Yeah. TLDR. Oh yeah. yeah. So Sorry. I would have said yeah, and also the mountain is apparently alive. Well, well the mountain kinda... is an elder old thingy. Yeah. buried in it and it's acting through the mountain as its region and it's doing things to people within the mountain beware the mountain they it's not that the mountain is alive it's what's in the mountain is alive and i think maybe i think about this for a second and then i hand da, 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 go into my potion bag which is 
jingling and jangling at this point in time, probably. <laughs> um, and I hand... Pull out three potions of sanity. I hand one to the Omeliana. Mm-hmm. And I hand one to um, Harold. The two people, I believe, that may be the most susceptible to this. Oh, thanks, bro. And keep one for myself, as I'm in the same boat. It didn't attack me again. Hey, thanks. Is it a potion of sanity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's troublesome. You already have two potions of sanity if you want to give it to somebody else. Okay. Um, give it to Akira. I've got one already. Yeah. Give it to Akira for sure. I bought okay. two because, well, you're right. I am susceptible. <laughs> <laughs> <And> still, though. <laughs> that is deeply troubling, Seisha. They just don't attack me. Um, At least they like you. I'm not sure that's a good thing. For now it is. Uh, V speaks up and says, uh, when I, when I asked, you know, I believe it was Orkira and not the stone, um, you know, whether or not Osvaldo was alive, it said, maybe. And I think if the mountain turns people into zombies, that might. I was thinking that too. It's a possibility, but don't dwell on it. Um, we don't know. Once you get them out of there, it it may not have an effect on them anymore. Maybe right. it's a brainwashing thing versus like a, a yeah. life or death thing. Perhaps like a hallucinogenic drug. Once you stop taking it, you stop hallucinating. V, do you want comforting or do you want brutal honesty? Brutal honesty? Okay, if he's been working in those mines and he's been exposed to the harrow dust, Oh, he's like a monster now. But we don't know that. He could have just been working the mines. Yeah. I mean... We don't know any of this, guys. Right. Harold is right. I'm just a worst-case scenario person, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Whatever the case, I say, unless anyone else has anything else to add, let's get to work. What exactly are we trying to uncover? Oh, by the way, the guy that had the thing was a Xanthar. Xantarum, rather. Xantar- no, uh, yeah. Xantarum. A snake. I got Zantarum. it right. I got it right in the end. <laughs> They're such similar words. Wait for that keen mind to kick in. At this point, I would say anything else that would link either the Xantarum, in this case, and June of the Harbinger in the city at all, that perhaps the nobility doesn't see since we're going to be meeting her anyway anything we could learn now would be useful right anyone suspicious within the areas anyone out of sorts or anything that's suspicious in the area that we can present to her as potential evidence or anything that could potentially link her to this we may find nothing but we have the day yes oh did you want me to try well i guess i should wait till the end of the day I was going to see, Finley, do you want me to try to reach Nigel again? Never mind. Who's Nigel? Nobody. Are we going to go? And Sasha gets up and walks away. <laughs> Who's oh. Nigel? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, Do we think we're going to have enough time to rest before 
and Orkira will like meaningfully look at Voss. Before? Oh. Um, perhaps what? not, but... What kind of rest? Well, it was kind of a long morning and it sounds like it's going to be a long night. And so I was thinking, you know, a little bit of a rest beforehand would be nice. But if not, it, it just means I'm probably not going to... Well, I don't think I need to really worry about checking for harrow dust as we go because guess what? We found it. <laughs> you did find it, so... Mm -hmm. Good on you. Well, it was it was a morning, but yeah, I'll I'll be I'll save up for tonight. I also planned on taking a quick breather before we ventured out tonight, because I have exhausted several of my abilities. That's. But we should get going before everyone starts moving around the city and we can't find anything. Boss nods. Hey, Harold, do you want to go find some lunch in the river quarter? Sure. I can eat. Let's go, let's go find some lunch at the Silver Flood Inn, huh? I'm all about it. All right, so... Everybody splits up and heads their own ways um, with V and Seisha heading towards the money quarter. V, or, uh, uh, sorry, V and Seisha and then Harold and Orkira yes. uh, heading towards the river quarter. Uh, we'll come back to Voss and Venley because not sure what y'all are doing. The only place y'all were looking into was the orphanage. Yeah, I know. So we'll come back to that. But um, go ahead and uh, roll me. We'll start with V and Seisha. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check with advantage. So one of you can roll investigation with advantage if you want, or you can roll it individually at regular. It's up to you. Uh, what are you investigating? Are you, like, good? Are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm passable. You're not plus zero. I am not plus zero. I am plus zero. I'll I'll roll. Make right. <laughs> sure roll with advantage. That's an eighteen. All right, that's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Why is um, the first place you 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 stop by is the lizard's gizzard. Um, you find out that it is run by a half orc. Named Sasha. Oh, love it. And uh, this establishment is actually directly across the street from the orphanage. Yep. And at the end of the Duke's Way, as you look up at the top of the hill at the Ducal Palace. Yep. Uh, you you learn that a lot of the staff are former orphans that didn't get sold and just kind of grew up and they kind of went over to the lizard's gizzard. I'm sorry, sold or adopted? Adopted. Okay. They, they, no, what you heard is they got too old. Yes. They grew. Oh. They grew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what you said. Okay. Got it. That is exactly what I said. Um, I will. You also learned this. Uh, the age is fifteen of when they are released from the orphanage. Oof. And for the first 20 years, 
They do not work anywhere besides uh, they actually are taken into the militia and that is true across the board for every person from the age 15 to age 35. You're part of the town's guard. Yep. Wait, for Daggerford? Yep. For Daggerford. That like, explains why everybody had like combat ready positions. Yeah, everyone's been required to be trained. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but uh, it is a boarding house and it kind of, um, it's, they just, it's an establishment that's dedicated to offering folks a place to stay for the night. Uh, these are typically uh, people that are slightly more well off um, than, you know, your basic farmer or anything like that, uh, as this is the, the money quarter. Um, it is a very nice establishment. Uh, nowhere near uh, like the Jade Jug or anything like that of water. Right. But um, your your mid-high is probably where this is. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, there's not much of anything note there. Okay. Uh, next, you move to the Sword Coast Traders Bank, where V is recognized as Viomiliana Gathala, and you are treated like royalty. Hey. You are given champagne. You are pampered. Oh. It is the the upper class treatment. Um, <laughs> they. They ask if there is anything that you need. No. Uh, if you need to make a uh, withdrawal. Yes. Yes, you do. You need to make a withdrawal. That's no, wait. Can we have just a moment? Can we, can yeah. we use this for a minute? Yep. And oh, of course. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. Right, Great right champagne. Love it. So if you take, when they're gone, if you take money out and your dad finds out it was you, he could charge you with that. Where? What if? I'm listening. They can't prove it was it. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how he would do that. Um, but what if he just, he, he sometimes like doesn't notice? Well, he did tell me that Honestly, go ahead and do it because what he's going to be pissed about is us going into the mountains and ruining his whole thing he's got going on there. He's not going to care about the money by the time this gets back to him. I feel like it's going to be a minute before he realizes. Yeah. Go ahead and make withdrawal. Do oh, it. We'll be done after the end of the 10 day and we won't be here and it'll be fine. Let's do it later then. Towards, okay, okay, okay. okay. We'll do it right before we leave. Wait, wait, wait. What should we say over here? What should we say while we're here? We are here to inspect their establishment because we are considering moving to Daggerford. No, we're not. No one believes that. I'm I kind of like it here. I'm just, we're not, it's not happening. It's not realistic. It's not happening. See, this is why I don't lie. I'm a bad liar. <laughs> um, tell them that we maybe just maybe heard bad. about this place and wanted to see it. Uh, maybe. You know what? You know what? Go with your gut. That Listen to what your gut tells you and go with that. And I've got your back. Ting. <laughs> okay. Hi. Yes. So you're looking to make a withdrawal? We're... We're 
we're not. We are uh, actually, this is the very first time I've ever come to Staggerford. I've always heard of it, wanted to come by. There was a couple of um, buildings we were potentially looking at to maybe um, invest in or purchase and stuff. But like, it doesn't mean I'm gonna actually like come and get this building or anything. It was just such a nice establishment. I wanted to like see inside of it and stuff. Of course, we are owned by the Enteos family. So, you know, Walter Davian blood runs this establishment. So of course we're nice. Oh, that makes so much sense. Cause I was just wondering like, wow, you know, this place in particular, it just seems so much higher than the rest. And I just wanted to come see for myself. Um, I'm good. I don't need <laughs> anything because I came prepared. But um, I'll let you know before we end up leaving. But for now, we just wanted to. You should get their name so that we can make sure that we come back to them in the future. Yes, yes. And um, may I get your name really quick? Yeah, my name is Reginald. Okay. And key mind. Yeah. And Teos. Yep. That sounds familiar. Yep. Hey, Sid, bruv. Sid. Yep. <sighs> Bankrupt this company. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and so uh, as you are on your way out, you hear a dispute with... Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. What appears to be a farmer trying to get a loan, but is declined. And he is angry because he blames Morrowind for the restrictions put on this town after his home was torn down to build the Guildmaster's Hall. Uh, he says that she is stealing money from those in need to fuel the militia and is trying to make this town too much like Waterdeep. And you hear him scream out, well, I didn't vote for her. None of us voted for her. The Daggerfords are just dictators with different motives in each lineage. You, I withdraw any... I'm out of here. I'll find somewhere else to stop my home. Kind of storms out. Sasha's uh, gonna follow him. Did Could I hear how much of a loan he was trying to get that he was denied? Uh, yeah. Uh, it was uh, the max loan you can pull from this bank at one time. Mm -hmm. And to, and you are very familiar how much it takes to uh, restore a house, and it is about a thousand gold that he is asking for. Wow, I would have loved to have been able to help him, but I can't do that much. I have a thousand gold. Hey, he's storming off down the way. Hey, dude, hey, Mister. Just give him some of it. Don't give him all thousand, because we may he need turns, that. He turns around with like the sour, just like quick heel spin. He goes, what? Um, sorry. No, it's okay. A little upset. I couldn't. We couldn't help it over here. Yes. What, what happened in there? And, um, we'd like to make a contribution. It's it's to help you. I don't, I don't need charity. It's but not charity. It's not. Because what you do helps feed the town, which helps enrich the town. So really, we're just helping you help other people. Huh. 
much do, do you need? Well, I have to build a house. I have to buy the land. I have to till the land. I have to get the seeds. I have to uh, get the, the horses. I have to, and he just starts listing off a thing after thing after thing. And you did not realize how much goes into actually farming. Uh, uh, Sasha knows a little bit, but building something from the ground up instead of having it already there is very different. And he goes, I need at least, at least a thousand gold. Well, we, we don't have a thousand to, to give away, but we'd like to help you out a little bit. I could give you 500. <laughs> you see him kind of like, there's a little bit of turmoil in him. Like, that's not enough, but he's not looking a gift horse in the mouth. And he's just like, I, what do I do if I, you know, because of what you said, uh, Seisha, uh, and he's just like, I, I, I have 500. I can't give back to the community because I won't have a farm, but I, I graciously, I, I understand, and uh, it's. Um, do you mind like waiting like two seconds, like just two seconds? Hold on for two seconds. Just, just like, just like, just, just, just don't, chill here. Like, don't walk away. Yeah. Okay. 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 He like grabs it to my shoulder. Like runs over and huddles. Picks her up and holds, holds her side and goes. So I kind of have seven thousand gold. Oh my god. Um, oh my god, ma. Oh my god, ma. Um. Do you want to give him the full thousand? It's your money. I don't know what else I'm really spending it on right now. I, I'm just sitting on mine because I have to buy diamonds to bring people back. But the thing is, is like, if I guess I could at the end of the week get that thousand back from the bank. Yeah, that's true. So, so really you're just investing. It's fine, it's fine. Okay. It's fine, it's good, yeah, yeah. Good. Hey, I'm gonna get you're amazing, just so you know. You're amazing, okay, let's go back. Okay, okay, and then and then B comes back and goes, okay, actually, I changed my mind. You know what? I'm just gonna give you um a thousand. What? Yeah, <laughs> I just I have some in my pocket. I have extra <laughs> money that I thought I did. But you, you, you have, have to swear an oath. You have to swear an oath to get this money. That you are going to use it to build a farm. That you're gonna live on and work the land. On. Of course I am. They tore down the house. Also, a thousand gold just in your pocket. Yeah, you can't tell anyone though. You have a thousand gold in your pocket. Yeah, you just don't, just don't tell anyone where you got it. Who are you? We killed a dragon. They had a lot of gold. We're the BFGs. Yeah, you are a pretty big fucking giant. I'm a Goliath. It, it actually stands for best friends group or what is it? Group guild? Guild. Best friends guild. But I understand the confusion. Yeah. And uh, here you go. Um, yeah, uh, beneficial financial uh, G word. <laughs> yes. I can't. I can't thank you enough. And you see, you actually see a tear kind of just well up in his eyes. And just, I'm, I'm going to have a farm. I'm going to have a place to live again. And you're going to help take care of the people here in your way. And uh, he just shakes his head and kind of 
turns around and like skips down the road. And hey, suck baby. on your own law flame, Morwen. See? <laughs> uh-huh. That was a really good thing you just did. Yeah, it's um when you don't have a lot of... money is weird to manage. Yeah. But you know what? You just turned that man's life around. Yeah, I never realized just how far a thousand gold could go. Yeah. Right? I I mean, I I grew up doing all the farming stuff, but it was already there. Oh yeah, so, I like we would build stuff, but everything was already there to work with. I didn't realize how difficult it was starting with nothing. You did really good. I also have no idea what I actually need this money for, so. But. And moments like this tell you what you need it for so that you can help turn someone's life around. Yeah, I, uh, hopefully, uh, maybe I'll just, you know. Or maybe we could find more taxidermied, taxidermied animals that talk in puns. That would be fun. I wonder, you know, mm, mm. What's the grumpiest animal? We could get it for boss. A badger? No, but you know what? Honey badgers. Honey badgers. We should see if we can find a stuffed honey badger for Boss when we get back to Waterdeep. Going straight in the fire. <laughs> can we address that our group is the weirdest group ever? We have the two that just gave a thousand gold to a random stranger for a farm for no reason other than because. And then we have the two who are probably comparing war stories about when they lived in a bag. And then we have the two who are comparing torture notes for a mother of a orphanage. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. It's a healthy group. Fuck with honey badgers, so like makes sense. Yeah, I saw one take alive. But uh, V, yeah, during this moment where you're having this realization of separating yourself from money and giving back to the land, there's a big gust of wind that rushes past you, and it just feels elating it feels like it's filling you with something and you remember your grandmother's words and follow the wind you okay yeah yeah i um i'm not sure i really need that money back after all So maybe I don't think you're gonna get it back. <laughs> yeah. Now maybe we uh we don't need to go rob your dad blind again. I'm sorry. Nothing. Take out all your dad's money in the bank. It's hard to not feel like he owes me. Yeah. On some level, especially if Osvaldo is a zombie in a cave somewhere. Yeah, I think he owes you for everything he's done to you. Just the, the things you've said offhandedly. I'm, I'm sorry, V. You deserve to have a, a happy life. You're, you're a good person with a good heart. 
and you deserve to be able to soar the way you want and to act without someone constantly demeaning what you want to do and think. Yeah, I just... You know, for a while I've just felt like I always felt so entitled, I guess, to all of the money just because, you know, in a way it felt like my payment for having to deal with such bullshit all the time. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's just not really worth it. Yeah. There's more important things. There's things that will bring you more joy than a coin ever could. I mean, I've had more fun since I left home than I have, well, ever, I suppose. Um, I'm really glad you did leave home. Yeah, I know it's really difficult to understand, especially since none of you guys grew up with like a lot of money, but it didn't really seem that, like money didn't really seem that important to me until I left. And even then it still didn't seem that important to me, but maybe it's because on some level we've always kind of had just enough money to just get by, but I just hadn't noticed. Right. I don't know. No, I get it. I get it. Cause I grew up having no need for money. I mean, money was meaningless to me growing up. So now that I have it, I don't feel like I have to hoard it. I yeah. can do without. Money so is it's kind of the same. It's kind of the different side of the same coin. So much of it <laughs> was never an uh, issue. Yeah. It is interesting having it be a new issue, having to like count and realize how much I have. But I think that's why for the longest time, I'm just like not as quick to spend it all as I have been in the past is because I feel this need to like save all but to accumulate a mound or something i don't know oh maybe you're part dragon <laughs> or kira's gonna be mad she hates that she's gonna really be yelling yeah out. she does not like dragons i that's gonna have to be some questions can i ask you about in private later because i just don't understand the history okay yeah, we can we can have cocoa and talk about all that kind of stuff. Because aren't dragonborns technically related to dragons? No. No, they're not. Then how are they so similar? They, if, if I remember correctly. Oh God, I hope I'm remembering this correctly. And Lauren's giving me the eye now. Um, the dragonborn were created as slaves for the dragons. I didn't know that. I think that's it. I think that's it. I just remember that there's like dragonborn and dragons don't like each other. Kobolds love dragons, but dragonborn don't love dragons. Aren't kobolds like giant lizard people? No, they're teeny tiny little lizards. They're adorable. They're like lizards. You can fit three of them in a trench coat. That's a pretty big lizard. Well, I mean, it's big for a lizard, but it's tiny for a person. That's they're like two feet tall. Lizard, because it's a big lizard. Well, I mean, look, look at, um, where is my brain tonight? I don't know. 
And as Seisha and V continue to contemplate the quandaries <laughs> of races in Faerun, uh, we're going to move over to Harold and Orkira, who make their way uh, to the River Quarter, uh, where you stop by the Silver Flood Inn, uh, which has a wonderful continental breakfast. Uh, but you see that being wrapped up as uh, lunch is being served yep, now. But a, a wonderful place to get lunch. Um, and Do they have a continental lunch? <laughs> if you're staying there. Oh. But they have lunch that you can you can sit down and have lunch in. Uh, it, you come in and it looks like a mining town. So there is mining decor and there is mining carts and... and Every, yeah, even when you walk in in the middle of the day, it's all very low lit, low lit. There's big wooden beams that look like structures holding up the stone that's inside, and everything's lit with those uh, those mining lanterns, the, the the old like train yard lanterns and stuff like that. Yeah, um, if you want to go ahead and roll me an investigation check, <laughs> uh, either. <laughs> one of you advantage, or both of you. I mean, I'm a negative one, and I'm at also negative four on everything. So I think, or Kira looks at Harold and is, um, I've heard of themed restaurants before, but this is really weird. And she's way too distracted to do anything but offer you help. Also, you are uh, muted. I would roll those dice on Akira. See where them bones go. With all my negatives right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll get to some of those rolls later, Vanity. I'm sure. Mm. I'll roll with advantage. Harold will uh, immediately... Uh, I, I got a 19. Harold, okay. yeah, I, I, I got that. No, no worries. I'm good at finding bars. Um, but other than a wonderful meal and really fun decor, uh, you meet the uh, retired adventurers who own it. Their names are Connor... Phil Varson and Genfar Redgren. Uh, there's not much more of note here. Uh, you then make your way to the constable where the jail is located. It's where the, the town guard bases their operation. Uh, it's where you learn that the pretty much the entire town is trained to fight in the militia for 20 years. So everyone in the town knows how to defend the town itself. Um, but uh, you also kind of get clarification again from what uh, Morwen said earlier that adventurers are a welcome sight in Daggerford. Daggerford has a very rich history with disasters uh, and adventurers help keep the town from being burned down multiple times. Um, you... Never mind. Okay. Forget what I was going to say. All right. Um, but in your investigation, there is no, like, Minch, no Zentarum, no, no Xanathar, no Harbinger, you know, aside from the occasional chatter of the Harrow Dust just from the trial itself today. It's pretty uneventful, but you have a really, really good lunch. Hey, worth the, worth the outing. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I needed something to distract myself from this morning. That was, you told me the stories, but actually encountering one of those things, that was unnerving. Yeah, yeah. It's not, not unpleasant. Let's hope we don't do it again. Yeah. Um. Speaking of unpleasant things we're doing again, are you going 
tonight? Are you no. coming? Going? Coming? I... No, as soon as the promise was made of like, hey, you gotta let me do whatever I want to do that I feel is right, I felt like, you know what? They seem like they've got it handled. He, this is very personal to him. Doesn't really involve us unless he lets it. Yeah, I guess I had a different reaction to that. I mean, you probably saw as soon as he said that, I, my gut said things are going to go bad. I think... Uh, I remember what I was going to say. You oh. learn um, from the constable area um, that Maldwin Daggerford, the former du uh, Duke... Duke. Uh, uh, Morrowind's brother. Yep. Was killed five-ish years ago when he was possessed by a pit fiend and that pit fiend was slayed by a group of adventurers using Lothlane. They know this, this, this pit fiend's name. They do not. Okay. Harold, uh, because I have a passive deception of plus 13, I don't think gives away anything. Okay. And I will uh, just kind of... Huh. Uh, anyway, moving back to what we were discussing, I'll, I'll wrap it up real quick, but Harold's just like... Uh... Oh, crap, what were we discussing? That's, that's oh, you know, the upcoming funness that's happening oh, tonight that right. our keeper yeah, yeah. is not happy about at all uh, whatsoever. So Harold's just going to say, look, I see this going one of two ways. Either he, this is so important to him, he handles it as professionally and as seriously as he, as he can, or this is so important to him that he's overzealous and screws it all up. But either way, it's probably going to be messy and that's his right to handle however he wants i don't i don't agree with it but it's not this what happened didn't happen to me i hope no one's going to stand in the way of whatever it is that happens between me and the harlequin now granted i don't plan on hurting him any more than i have to to get rid of him i'm not going to take any joy in hurting the guy but it's the same sort of thing i hope nobody's going to say no you can't I don't think I'm worried about saying no, you can't if it's the right person, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I I just hope, I, I just have to trust that he's not going to make a mistake with something so important to himself. I hope he's not going to start just torturing random people trying to figure things out or whatever the hell he's planning on doing. Wasn't that why Seisha's going with him? So that you can, she can zone his truth, right? That's my assumption, yeah. That's why I just don't understand why it's all going to be under wraps and under cloak and dagger stuff. Like, that's just uh, how that's just how he handles himself. I know, but I've watched so many things go wrong just because people were trying to keep them sneaky, and I would just rather march and cast on a truth and ask questions and then kind of be called an asshole afterwards, but at least then it's kind of clean and simple. And That's not how know. he handles things. I know, I know. I'm just worried it's going to get worse. But will you at least 
uh, come with me and oh and yeah yeah outside and 100 okay. yeah i won't leave you alone okay because i mean if if this person if this is a bad place doing bad things then we gotta go rushing on in and go save a whole bunch of kids so uh but if it's a if nothing's bad or wrong and this is all just a big misunderstanding then you know we'll lose half a night's sleep for nothing super okay with that okay and he smiles and and we'll just continue. I guess we'll continue on. All right. Uh, and that's going to bring us to Voss and Vinley. Um, As you head off. Or you just stay. Stay and talk. It's completely up to you. If there's anything you want to do, if not, then we can move on to the evening. Is there a particular thing you wish to look into? aside from what we already have. Oh, um, suppose not. Very well. Um, I know this probably isn't the best time because it's a rather fresh wound, but I have made a rather powerful ally in the recent days and Believe what you will um, about the situation. I. Um, what am I meant to believe? This thing appeared, took your, took a piece of you against your will, and then left. I mean, technically, I didn't. Um, the, the, it's not the point. Um, what I'm trying to get at is here is that the favor that I'm owed, I'm not going to be able to use it for my own personal gain is what I'm trying to say. And if there was anyone I would... Benley. I'm offering you. Yes. I actually appreciate that you're giving me this opportunity. But understand, never in the deepest, darkest of hells would I say yes. What I'm going to dedicate my time to, to that, is finding a way to break you of that enslavement. This is... You know how I feel about magic. Yes. I see... You having your soul snatched by a thing that I could not prevent nor even stop. I see Harold dealing with a creature I can't even see when it's right in front of me. The Seisha, we don't know what her ties are to this thing beyond the realms. Every time Viomeliana fight, fights, it's a family reunion. Okira is the only one that seems to be attached to something that seems to be completely and utterly benign. Even then, it's, it feels too much like pieces of you are just being taken by beings beyond your control. And with something like that,
horrid. I would never ask this fucking thing for a favor if my skin were being peeled and flayed alive by it. But I don't blame you. I do not blame you for this. What happened was a result of abjurant magic. Well, I wish all of you would stop doing that. <laughs> it's not your fault. But we will find a way to break you, and we'll find a way to break Harold, if necessary, of whatever collars you. Your souls are your own, and your decisions are your own to make, no matter what. Right. I... I want you to know it is nigh impossible for a contract to be signed in the way you're thinking. What do you mean? Um... I may have gotten a tad greedy. And I'm telling you this because I believe between us, there should be no lies or secrets kept because you are the one who is to keep me in check. I, I hesitated to stop him from leaving. I didn't even attempt to because I was curious. But you didn't know this would happen, did you? <laughs> you didn't know this would happen, did not you? Not s specifically this. I knew something would happen. I didn't know this would happen. Did you summon this on purpose? No, no, no. I was trying to summon Sasha's mother, and this came through instead, and then he offered. Offered? He told me not to interfere in him leaving, so I didn't. It wasn't my problem. It was my benefit. You, you, you know, you knew what that was. It, it's, it's from the nine hells. It's an untrustworthy thing. It, it's, it's biologically evil. It's not the, the evil of men. It's, it's a created by the weave evil. An evil with a great power to help us stop what is coming. I I have one thing and you hate it but I have one thing and it is my magic and if there is a a hope a chance that I could get magic more powerful than the ones I currently have I have to pursue it to protect y you all this was probably a mistake. Finley. 
What do you want? I want my friends to live peacefully and never have to fight again, but I can't do that because I'm weak and I die. So if there's a way for me to... <laughs> and if the time comes where you're so inundated in this that I am forced to kill you, what then? We've had this conversation before, but I thought it was sophistry. I thought it was hypothetical. But now we are staring down a reality I don't like. We are. Nothing I say is hypothetical. It never has been. I can see that now. What? And this is the same deal with Sasha and the damn hag. What good could come from this? A minute of unleashed pit fame. Think of what we could do with that. And all I have to do is not mess with him. And that's perfectly fine by me. And if this thing joins our enemies, what then? We don't know what it wants. We don't know what its agenda is. We don't know anything about it. All from what, oh, Kieran, you told me it's after some succubus somewhere in the world or in the hells or, or something, something beyond our reach. But what if that's not the case anymore? This is eternal. This, this, is, this is your soul. It's the one thing you have. When and I have, I will give her the benefit of the doubt whenever Mama Uwe made that contract, but I was incensed because she was taking my autonomy from me. This isn't some man with a whip. This is not some coinage. This is not some bully blade in an alley intimidating someone. This is something beyond our control. I, I, I just don't understand. Honestly, neither do I, but I've made my choice. And now I have to live with the consequences of my actions. Okay. All right. So, pragmatically and logically, I would rather use this benefit before it is time up. I will say this then. Promise me you will never use demonry to assist me. I would rather be dead. <sighs> if anyone else wishes to make use of it, I won't say anything but you will not use it to assist me. I understand somewhat of your necromancy. You have this hold over the dead, but they're just dead things. This very living, very powerful entity now has a permanent hold over you. 
Mm. And I can't break a chain. I can't kill a man with a whip. I can't even kill this thing. I... I have to believe there is a way to end this. So if you're going to use it in any other way, that's how you're going to use it. I... I can't accept that you will give up your soul for this. Why? I won't have it because it's yours. What makes it less valuable than yours? I value mine quite a lot. And for all the things that I do and all the evil that I create, one thing I would never do under any circumstances, and I will say this even for any of you, would be to give up what is mine. Because at the end of the day, doesn't help any of us. It just drives us deeper into the things we, we can't control. And I will not be in a party of people willing to be slaves. I will be with a party of people who are free. I should be very clear. I don't believe any of us to be enslaved to anything. And you may not see it that way, but ultimately every single one of us entered each deal willingly. My contract has a stipulation, yes, but it's not anything that I couldn't handle. All I have to do is avoid one pit fiend. And I don't know the specifics of the other steals, but as far as I know, they agreed to them willingly. So please, um, moving forward, do not project that kind of trouble upon us. Very well. And I hope when we talk about this again, as we'll talk about it with Seisha, as we'll talk about it with Harold, as we'll talk about it with you, Maybe not now, but certainly in the future, when we weigh what we gained against what we lost. I hope you'll remember this. I always do. Excuse I... me for a moment. I get up and leave. And as I go, I go to the room and not knowing what to do, I take a paper bird and I hesitate to do this, but I write to the only person who has some experience in this, I feel. And I write, one of my companions has made a deal with a demon I need advice how to proceed to Davil. And that is where we're going to end tonight's episode. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, oh, boy! Uh, a pit I can handle. I'm going, I'm going to let Logan know, because Voss would know 
through the conversation. Devil. Yeah. Devil, not demon. But gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we will definitely say that you wrote devil. And uh, yeah. Woo tonight. Woo woo. <laughs> Great job, y'all. Wow, what some incredible role play from every single person. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. So everybody viewing, thank you for sticking with us for this long. Um, if you have not entered hashtag Eldritch or hashtag Beyond, please do so. We're going to pull the names in the next 30 seconds. Yep. Everybody okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I am. Uh, I could Bailey keep watching no. the two of you talk for another hour. Like... Yeah. Um, you know, as we said on break, tonight we touched on uh, some very big content warning. Uh, so uh, please. Um, look into those links that will be posted on the VOD with actual uh, links and phone numbers and etc. Uh, to help bring awareness to a horrible, horrible um, thing that is plaguing our world. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, man. Yeah, there's so much in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me. Daggerford Dangerous. <laughs> is Daggerford dangerous? It's full of feels. That's what it is. It's Man. knives. It's all. It's all emotional knives. That's and what emotional, it is. Yeah, emotional daggers. That's what Daggerford. Dagger feels. Dagger feels. <laughs> now that's the name of this episode. Uh, <laughs> Dagger feels and Daggerford. Dagger feels and Daggerford. I like that. Uh, the only dude I know off the top of my head who might know something about this. That makes sense. Oh man! We will see. Dragging <laughs> Devil into Daggerford feels. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a small moment, though, but God, it's so good. Yeah. So we got to learn uh, Logan or Voss's backstory. Yeah, we got to learn quite. A I bit. hope that's not Logan's backstory. Otherwise, <laughs> oh, no. we, we still don't know. Questions we don't today. know. No. Uh, we got we got to learn quite a bit of Voss's backstory, and I cannot wait to see uh, what happens next. Um, but we have winners. Um, if you want to take the Eldritch. Uh, the the D Beyond. Oh, D and D Beyond. Uh, congratulations to. New Lexicon. Yay! Congrats, New Lexicon. Hey. Yeah. And winter of the Eldritch Foundry miniature is Pro Rookie MC. It's oh, a lot of titles there. <laughs> <laughs> Pro Rookie and also an MC. Yeah. A lot going on there. It's a lot it's to a... unpack. <laughs> um, but thank you all again for tuning in to a little bit longer episode. We just didn't want to stop that role play. And, and next week, we're going to get into uh, what happens at night. Yeah, we're going to get into... Uh, Wait, not next week. I want to, might want to put... Not next no, week. Not next week. Yeah, yeah. Not next week. Next week, week. No. Next week is... Uh, uh, not Finley. Reyes, 20th level one-shot. I sadly will not be here, but I will be oh. watching. I cannot wait to see what everyone plays on this fun 5th uh, edition D&D modern reality show. Yeah. I'm going to destroy them. Excellent. I'm excited. You're gonna bring it over here. I'll pass you my mug of player's tears. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but all that aside, be excellent to each other. And may you always roll with advantage. Good night, everybody. That's all we have time for today, but you can catch more of our adventures every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl. Or you can continue tuning into the podcast, which releases every Sunday on a one-week delay. Hope to see you then.
Have a great one. Rawr.